Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. Recycle your plastics. I don't think I said that enough in this one. So, uh, Brother Jeff Thomas and Sister Jen Thomas came in today to talk about the world and different outlooks on it and all the different sorts of things going on in it. We talked about music, talked about anxiety, we talked about playing gigs, we talked about all kinds of shit, all sorts of things. So, anywho... Uh, we made it to 42 episodes of this thing, and I'm amazed that we've made it this far. So, there's that. Thank you guys for listening. I do love you. I truly do. It's not just something that I say. Because, see, I'm not looking for anything. Usually when guys say they love you, they're looking for something. I really mean it. I truly do. So, anywho, things we wanted you to watch and listen to this week were Handmaid's Tale. Fuck, that's delicious. And there's some Sam Rogers show on Netflix. Just type Sam Rogers into your Netflix search. I'm sure it'll show up. Listen to Yes Darling, Maggie Rogers, and Lake Street Dive. Listen to anything by any of those artists, and you're not going to be disappointed. So there's that. Without further ado, here's episode number 40-fucking-two of My Stuff featuring Jeff and Jen Thomas. Enjoy, guys. Just a nerd. I'm just a nerd happy about electronics. <laughs> this is fun. Bring back Radio Shack. Bring back Radio Shack. <laughs> I just read a friend of mine on Facebook's brother is going to wherever it is, the last blockbuster that's left. It's somewhere in the it's like country. In or something. It's got to be in no, like the middle of the country. It's in the lower 48. But yeah, it's Nebraska definitely in the middle of the yeah. country somewhere, Where like Iowa or, or some, <laughs> somewhere like that. One blockbuster. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, these beautiful voices that are not mine are the wonderful talents of Jeff and Jen Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, guys. Glad to be here, Kelsey. Oh, goodness. We've talked about this for quite some time now, and it's actually here. Let's get this giant thing out of the way so we can see ourselves. Look. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, thanks for taking the time on a Sunday to invite us down. And we know you're busy this time well, of year. Sunday is the day, you know? Sunday is the day. Sunday and Wednesday. I try to stay on that. Even if it's not good and I don't feel like doing it, I will anyway. There you go. Can yeah. you tell if Diligence. it's not good and I don't feel like doing it? Can you tell? You've been listening? so prolific, we've had a hard time keeping up. Oh, my goodness. I missed the last episode. Yeah, we don't actually. usually gig on Sundays, so mm. we would go do whatever we did and like, eat dinner and be like, you want to put on Kelsey vision? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cause, Cause YouTube's right up to our TV. Now we got a new TV and it's like, it's like, Oh man, you're larger uh, than life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. We don't want to overdo it, <laughs> but, uh, man. So we were talking beforehand, uh, about a little, and obviously I give away a little, you guys know this, I give away the tricks and stuff. I don't hear anybody else on the podcast talk about planning to talk about things that I listen to anyway. Do you guys ever hear anybody reference that at all? Are we not supposed to do that? Is that breaking the rules? <laughs> no, I think it's that? kind of understood. Yeah. He's not, yeah. Well, all right. So I was at the, uh, I saw brother Jeff the other night at the, uh, sweet, sweet album release, which was awesome. By the way, I got there, we got there a little late because we had a gig that got done at, uh, shucks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Got there late, and I, there were so many people who had to drive around a little bit, look for parking. Do you get anxiety when you see a full parking lot? 
ever. Yeah, you got to find a place to park. <laughs> but not because there's going to be too many people. Yeah. Just because I have to find a place to park. Yeah, parking. parking. I hate parking. Get, gets me going, but uh, once I get there, I can usually manage. But yeah, I mean, I wonder that. I wonder if, like, I don't know. I wonder if I get to a place like sometimes I'll I'll, I'll pull up to Tito's and it's like one car in the parking lot, and I walk in and there's like a gazillion people, and I hate that. <laughs> I just you got I don't tricked. know. Why. Yeah, I guess the change up. You fooled me. <laughs> But is that like we were talking about? Uh, I, I, I was saying that I talked with uh, TJ TJ March's girlfriend Jessica about just having random anxiety in situations like that. Like I'll, I'll get to like breathing heavy and looking when there's somebody on either side of me, and I just I, I freak out. Even in a place where I'm playing a gig, as long as I've got my stage area where I can. What was what's, what's your, your space exactly? What's your thing that that like that, that does that for you? Mm, you have more issues with that kind of stuff than I do. Well, I, I like everything to be kind of just so, and I don't like to be too too close to yeah. the people. Like if I'm playing, that is. Um, as far as being in crowds, like you know, I mentioned, you know, sometimes like particularly like at at the event, like you know, with the music like that, when I hear multiple conversations going on and I can't tune it out or I can't hear what I want to hear. Like sometimes that'll rattle me, but yeah, you were, you were saying that, uh, that when, uh, Liz and her sister were playing earlier. Yeah. That- yeah it's really like, really like subtle and nuanced music and like a lot of nice things going on and, and everything is, I had to get like past that, halfway point in the room because everything behind me was so you know it was just 10 conversations going on loud and slightly impolite you know certain rooms you yeah. would be uh it wasn't a shushed. listening room it was definitely not it was it was a it was a, it was a talking room it was a friday night <laughs> what's uh what what gives you the worst thing we, we, the the what's your 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 My, boiling point i don't i don't it's not i don't think i can really pinpoint it it's always it always kind of takes me by surprise um but it's Generally, if I haven't had enough rest and my body's been kind of like yeah. you know, grinding it out, that's... You're vulnerable. Yeah, I'm susceptible, and it could be anything. Um, it could be a certain smell. I mean, one time we were we were at the brewery, actually, and I had like a, a meltdown that came out of nowhere just from... like it there was some kind of a musty moldy smell that I couldn't stop smelling. And then I just melted. Like I can't breathe. <laughs> I got to go outside. This isn't healthy. Then I'm like, I'm like doubling over. I'm like, you know, he's like, okay, we got to go. So I never really, I never really know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's my like triggers don't seem to be, um, very consistent. So yeah, same here. I, I have the weirdest, habits of well we're not habits but i have the weirdest anxiety that'll show like i had it got the last the one that i talked about on the podcast when my mm-hmm. equipment was was like it was raining and i was worried like that kind of shit happens a lot and that's like i mean anybody would be stressed you know it's just like to what level is your stress you know? yeah <laughs> that kind of stuff really right, really bothers me house 
episode. Yeah. yeah. When when I'm when I'm just worried about I don't know, the most important thing to me is that we put that we put on a good show and I just it costs me every bit of energy that I have in me to do a show. And I have nothing left before or after. Like I use none before, I use none after. So like I've, the fact that I had to, I wasted so much energy on that anxiety at that moment was, I don't know. It's not fun. It's not fun <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, recycle your plastics. <laughs> yeah, recycle your plastics. Um, well, I remember maybe not the first time that you had a, an episode and we really hadn't even identified it yet, but it was, uh, it was at the at the bird Christmas party a couple years back when we, oh, yeah. had, we had just started playing, and I think we kind of wanted to. That was the weirdest thing. You know, ever we kind of wanted to, to like <laughs> go ahead and throw it out there for all our friends that hadn't seen us, and it was you know it's a daunting room to get up and play in front of, and yeah. and uh, I was very nervous about it going into it, but it, I had never had an experience like I literally don't remember being on there. Yeah, I don't like, remember playing. And I know that I played three songs and I sang three songs and I was like, it was like another part of my brain did it. And there was like, you know, I think I had like a couple glasses of wine at dinner. It was not like, there's no blackout, you know, it was just like my, my brain said, you can't handle this right now. Like check out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We got it. It was insane. It, I've never and I've never had that before or really since not not in that capacity that was really unusual uh, you you tend to motor through the gigs like mm-hmm. we've never had to adjust or anything no like I've that. gotten to where I finally don't like gigs don't make me nervous like I enjoy that that's a that's a really good threshold to yeah. get to you know just just where definitely I can have fun now yeah <laughs> well i I get I got to where, uh, I don't know. I got to where the gigs don't bother me anymore. Like I don't get nervous at all about those. If I'm playing the, it's not necessarily the gig, but maybe if there's people in the crowd that I know are like, like if there's stud musicians in the crowd and I'm like, Oh shit, I got to do something, you know, like I, it's not necessarily like I got to do something, but it's like I'm not being watched by the average person. I like these people will know yeah. if I fuck up, or, or you know, <laughs> like, I've gotten rattled by that before. Yeah. Like that just that 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 does does things to to a musician, you know. Yeah. But I, I I'll get. I had a, a really bad episode one time. I I I had run out of weed, and it was right up uh, right up. We were playing at Bubba's, and I was like. I didn't even realize that I was just freaking out. And Adam was like, dude, you're having a panic attack. Just calm down. And, and I I was like, Oh my goodness. Like it's just something. So something so simple is like not, not, not having a vice Mm. like that I'm dependent on or whatever. It it is uh, just something simple enough to trigger that kind of stuff. And once you have one, it's like, Oh, so that's what it is now. Then you have one every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> so at some point. Shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was going to ask you um, about that. Like, do you, like, I don't always recognize that I'm having a panic attack until I'm like well into it. And then I'm like, oh, that's what this is. Like, I initially always think I'm dying. <laughs> like, I just. Oh, yeah. Initial, like, thought. 
process it just goes straight to i'm dying right now i'm dying right now like there's everybody calling the ambulance like i'm gonna die and it's horrible it's horrible yeah and it's really taken me a long time like what a year and a half now to get to a point where i can sort of calm myself down i still think i'm dying yeah and i'm like what if i'm what if it what if it's not a panic attack what if i'm what if i'm actually dying this time but the odds are that it's a panic attack so let's just breathe and like get through this thing but like yeah do you realize it now like right from the get-go i'm having a panic attack or does it take a while um i i really sometimes i feel like I'll, I'll I'll get that you know that shutter feeling that you get. It's mm-hmm. just that one little flutter. Yes. And then it's like, okay, is this what, was that water going down, or or was that my heart, or <laughs> or what was it? And by the time I have that thought, I'm just like, okay, call, you know what? You I, stop I, it. I, I had I had panic attacks every day, multiple times when I quit drinking, like every day, for a very long time. And I would wake up in the middle of the night, like, thinking, oh, my God, I'm dying. And that was my first thought every single time. And I was really worried about worried about that. But then I realized, well, it, if I am dying, it's not going to matter. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it'll suck. It's not like you can do anything. <laughs> it's not like you can do anything about it. And once I came to that conclusion, wow. everything yes. everything was a little bit easier. I'm like, you know what? If I If I... If this this is it, I've done all right so far. You know, I mean, this is I had a good go at it. Yeah, I, I feel for you guys because, like, I've experienced it like I guess not firsthand, secondhand. You know, when I'm with Jen and and I've heard you talk about it, and you know, like Josh or you know a few other people that I know, and that's uh it's pretty terrifying because I see how it, it like affects her. I mean, we've been to the emergency room, we've had the ambulance come into our living room. Like on yeah. like a like a Tuesday afternoon at like two in the afternoon, just yeah. And uh, you know, and it's and it's that serious. Like I, you know, I definitely don't want to be the one who's like, oh, you're fine, because that was like that for a while. I was like, it's gonna be fine, babe. Just you know. And then it was like, okay, I started to recognize the patterns. And did you hear the five things you shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack? <laughs> yes, I did. And I've, and I've said you know a number All of, of those because I've never. I mean. I've never been as educated about these things. Yeah. You know, as what, like the last two years? Yeah. You're really good now. He's, he's definitely, he's a rock. So it's, that's good. a good thing to be. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, um, yeah, he's try. solid. He's, um, calm and he helps me breathe. If I forget that I'm needing to regulate my mm-hmm. breathing and yeah. sometimes he's like, Maybe you want to take one of those pills that the doctor said you should take. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm weird about those. Uh, I am too. I'm I don't just, like it. I don't it. like putting that stuff in me. I don't I trust don't like it. it. You I, feel really weird after that's just me, for though, like personally. hours. So. Yeah, I mean, none of us like to take medications or anything like that. But you know, yeah, I, I think I think it's a there's a, a time and a place, and that's that's the time. Yeah, that's the time. Yeah, I hear that 100. percent I, uh, so shit, I was just going to ask you something. Uh, okay. So yeah, on the things that you shouldn't say to someone having a panic attack, was there anything that, that was missed and left out from that? Like what's something that you wouldn't want said or what's, what's like, Hmm. 
Yeah, what's the what's the one thing like for me? I, I really it, it means like, something. Don't to me. say it's all in your head because it's so visceral. Like yeah. it's so body, you know that it, you you're like, there's no way that I'm making this up, and you're really not. Like you legitimately have a really fucked up heart rate, you know? Like oh yeah. You, your organs are, are, they're yeah. in like it's not just panic mode. Yeah. So I hate yeah. when somebody says, you know, this isn't real. It's all in your head. It's like, no, it's not. It's not all in my head. This is, ha- this is going to be logged into my memory. Like this is real as anything else that yeah. I've remembered. And that's part of the problem too. I think that you, you know, like then there's this like, fear of having it which kind of feeds into the whole panic too adam and does you that remember really it so well that it you know it's sort of like a self-perpetuating cycle yeah. of sorts but yeah it's a, it's a bitch it is it's it's horrible but so so you've never you never experienced the anxiety like yourself like you never I've, i think we, we actually talked about this just the other day there's one time where i think i was in this zone of like not in control and we were on a trip in Costa Rica with another couple that we're friends with a couple years ago and um you know I surf I used to surf and um and they want to do this four wheeling adventure thing. Oh god, we almost and died. I was like, sure y'all, you know, we're gonna be you know, I've never been on a four wheeler. You know, I've ridden like a dirt bike when I was a kid a couple times. Surely it's about the same, right? No, no. And also, you know, Costa Rica is mountainous and we went it's, where the road yeah. stopped and then it got real, real like it treacherous. It was treacherous. And they, they really like, they're like, you don't even sign anything really. You zero know? instruction. Just like, zero. Y'all got this? Okay. Sign a waiver. <laughs> no, like, here's your ID. Like, so we're going up this mountain and, you know, I'm learning as I go and the first half of it's good. I mean, it's, it's like this. And we got to the top where there's all these like great views of the Pacific Ocean he takes us on this one narrow road and everybody else is like pretty experienced and they're whipping these like, like hard U-turns and everything like that. And yeah. I'm like three point turn. Anyway, she's on the back. We end up with the front passenger tire, like over the edge of like a 1200 foot, like drop oh, off man with, I think the fence was made out of chicken wire. So there was a fence. I don't think. <laughs> so, I mean, like we we like we're literally over there, and I like threw it in reverse, and like that, uh, and you could see the our guide was like a you know like a twenty year old Costa Rican like, kid who was awesome. You know, he was awesome, but his eyes were like, like he's like, oh my god, rightfully so. Gringo yeah. just about died with his wife <laughs> on the thing, and god, so uh, we're at the top of the mountain. We still have to come back down at this what? And so he he's really... like, he's like, just you know, just you've been doing good, just take some deep breaths and we pull out and we have to go up one more ascent before we can come back down the other side or however it went. And sure enough, we're going and we have to stop because there's cows walking across and we're on like a, like a good 40 degree, like angle, let the cows go by and they're like, okay. And I'm like, well, at that point he had the, he put Jen he, on the back. Yeah, of his. he said, "You get off the back." If he hadn't, I think it would have been they gave really us this, bad. Yeah. But he got me off of the back. Yeah. So he's like, "I got on with him." Just you need to just just rev it and go. And I was like, "Okay." And then like the, like the clutch popped, and I was like, "Rough riders, whoa!" Like going up a hill on two oh, wheels. Oh man, could have easily oh, tipped it. Oh, it was so frightening. And then it came down, and I was like. <sighs> We got over the thing, and we go back down. We're supposed to eat lunch, and I'm like, "Why does a ghost? He couldn't can't eat. eat. Can't <laughs> eat my lunch." 
And I still have to get down the mountain. And I'm like white knuckles. Like my, I had like lines from like riding the brakes the whole way down. Yeah. This thing. And then, you know, we got back. You, you know, were we, messed up for like a day. Yeah. It I, was, wasn't I right. was pretty shook. I was actually like every now and then. He was then, a little like, bit pissed. He was like, I can't believe <laughs> y'all made me do this thing. Like, you know, if, if we were riding around some plantation in Georgetown, like at sea level, everything probably would have been fine. But we like were like 1,800 yeah. feet. Flat. With like unpaved roads with like mountains everywhere, craters in them and boulders and yeah, yeah. It was that's the only time I've ever experienced anything like that. And I and I remembered how I felt. And we were talking about this the other day, and I was like, I think I had like a a moment that yeah. day. Yeah. But otherwise, well, rightfully so. See, now that's when you you're like you should have a moment. If you don't, like maybe there's something wrong with you because yeah. that's a near death experience. Yeah, basically, that's serious. But man. like <laughs> when it happens, when you're just like. Hanging out, you know, we went ziplining in the canopy the next day, and that was the equivalent stress level of me like laying on the couch watching TV. Like, it was like we're we're going through the trees. That was nothing. I hated that. I was (laughs) terrified. I was just terrified on that four four wheeling trek. I mean, and then then we get to the top of the mountain, you see people just running with a parachute and jumping off. Oh my god, just jumping off a cliff, and they're like. With those like squirrel oh, things, those, no. you know, like yeah, I mean, just like just those crazy videos. Jump. <laughs> just, he's, see, all uh-uh. right, all right. So uh, I was watching. Have you guys? Do, do any places you play have Chive TV on? Yes, is that's that a, that's where that's they're insane. doing all the crazy stuff? That's a Hickory stuff? Tavern when I play, and it's it's. Really I'll mess up songs. Like I <laughs> screw up songs. Like I forget words and shit. Yeah. Like kind of when, checking it out. Well, not necessarily anything, but the they post videos of these people who do the rooftop thing. Uh, I, I watched a uh, uh, forty-five minutes of that the other night during my son Chive TV. Yeah, dude, it's, isn't it horrible, man? It. It's, I don't like that at all. Yeah, and it's all the GoPro from like some skyscraper in Beijing uh, and stuff like that. That makes me want to vomit. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah I get lightheaded and yeah. I'm like, oh no, not here, not now. <laughs> no. No, not, not here. You can, you can look out sometimes, you see people like covering their eyes. They're like, no. Oh, yeah, here. like it's just hard to watch. But that thing never stops. Continuously. It never stops. It just. Chive TV, you know, <laughs> and then, then here comes something else. Yeah, there's the person with one arm doing handstand push-ups, and then <laughs> like a five-year-old. Is that the where they do the CrossFit the, things and the? It's it's everything. It's they like do, that's Chive ex, TV. Extreme skating, extreme yeah, it's extreme everything. everything. Yeah, yeah it, it's pretty. I don't. Did you ever get on the Chive at all? Like, uh, I don't even know what it is. I mean, I know it's a thing, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that know, was like I, the, you got the keep shirt calm on. and Chive on. Like, what is that? Yeah. What does it mean? It's, it's <laughs> just the. It's like the internet. That's all it is. It, it's it's like memes and shirts and random pictures and but it's, it's kind of like like a singles group that does charity stuff or something like that am i i mean they do they do a lot of charity work okay. yeah like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes into that i mean but i don't know it's just it, a thing. It, yeah it's just yeah, a thing. i'm old man wow it's just a thing it's just the internet it's it's like a uh if reddit i, I don't yeah. know if you, like I, I i'm a reddit guy I, I that's the old school like anything that's on the internet, if it if it's worth reading, it's on Reddit, or if it's worth seeing, it's there. But uh, yeah, the job, job's fun. No, it, you, it's, it's entertaining. Out. Like most of that stuff, like it helps pass the time every now and then. You know. Yeah. That's crazy. How like I was thinking about that not too long ago, but like 
you know, how many things you're capable of doing at one time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like you're tambourine, you're singing, you're playing, you're reading that dude's shirt, you're watching Chive TV. Like, it's like, how are you... Thinking about the next song. <laughs> yeah. you're going to play, like... Do you do yeah. that in the middle of your songs? During my solo, I'm totally trying to plan the next song or two. <laughs> like, because that's the only time I can ever, like, really sort of not super concentrate, like, when I'm not singing. Like, I'll get to the break and... Then I'll be like, all right, well, we need to. When you're soloing, all I'm doing is trying to wonder when you're going to stop soloing. I'm like, cause Jeff's <laughs> a wild card. Like you're, you're like very poised. Well, <laughs> you can't, I can't check out no on tracks. your solos. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, uh, in, in, in corn, well, actually not even just cornbread, just any, anything that I'm involved in is I, I try to put the people, everybody in a position that I'm in. Cause I don't know what's going on. And I want them. I want to. I want everybody to know that we're all on the same page. But we're in it together. You know, like like I won't take you anywhere where I can't get you back from, <laughs> and you know, or or, or 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 whatever have you. Like I'll I'll lean I'm more times than not. I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna try something real quick. Just just just. Just, just, we'll just I don't see know. What just hang tight for a second. Look, we're gonna see what happens, and we'll be like, "Oh, we never done that before. That was cool. We should do that again." And then we'll forget about it and never do it again. Because do you do you guys do that at all? Like ever? I any- don't have those skills. Because like, I mean, I'm a rhythm guitar player. I don't. I just don't have those skills. Like, I, that's kind of one of my goals, but. I don't know when I'm going to find no, you, the time to you, do it. But Jeff, when it's, I'm sure when you play with actual real musicians that you Stop. that you do your thing. No, you. Uh, I like to watch them jam, you know. But with a, it's probably hard for you to jam with me. Actually, I mean, for the in the context we do things like the the, the honky tonk and the mm-hmm. rockabilly, and even some of the when we do that Derek and the Domino song. That, that's fun. That's got you know major seven chords. It's not. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not rookie stuff, and you you hold it down and let me fly, and that works. And then, That's awesome. But I mean, I'm holding it down, like you know, it's not like I'm. You're not like okay, now Jen, you take a solo, like. And, and we don't do the like. I know yeah. you guys have a uh, you know Smitty on the drums, and you have three parts going on. Like we don't do like the push pull space out thing, like Fish or something would do. Yeah. Like where you like you know ha- all stretch this, it out. All yeah. of a sudden, have this like like. Like a moment of tem- a tempo change before you come back in. We, uh, I don't know. We just we tend to just speed things we, right yeah, we along. Just, we, we <laughs> I, I try my best to not change a tempo. I'll try to stick to the same tempo un- unless I know that I won't have to go back to where I went. Yes. Well, I meant like deliberate, like not. Yeah. yeah. Know, oh no no no. no. I, yeah yeah. I, I'll try to I'll try to keep that for for Smitty mainly. Because I, I don't want to, uh, I remember I, jo- I was, uh, I did the drums in the beginning and somewhere along the way I was like, you know what? You should just start, you should just try this. And I just pretty much made, I was like, here, Smitty, you do this. Like I gave him the drums, like do this, like and do, do about a week or two worth of gigs or whatever. And then it was like, okay, well this is actually, this actually could work. So yeah, I remember that. I try to, I try to like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I don't feel like Smitty's probably gonna hear this and be like, "Man, what?" But I, I don't. I don't want to feel like I, I, I taught him or whatever because he definitely taught himself. Like I, I was just trying to. I, I wanted wanted to try to like 
make it easy easy as possible and like we're getting to the point now where we're talking about like going between half time and full time at will you know and 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 things like that but uh what i was mainly and i, I totally went off on a tangent there and i can't remember where I, where I where that thought was going to end up but maybe in a minute what i was thinking about a while ago though was do you ever do things that you didn't know that you could do and then forget about doing them um well we uh I broke a string on Don't Think Twice That's All Right at yeah. some gig a while back. I think So you played it, mandolin on it. So I just grabbed it. the I mandolin. I that. I and uh, never played mandolin on that song before and it worked out really well. It was a, it was a nice feel and arrangement and I don't think we did it, done it since. I love that yeah, relationship true. of the strings with the mandolin. Mm. Like that's We've got an extra mandolin at the house right now. I need to start learning how to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm Just sure you so feel I this. I mean, choppy chop. I feel like, uh, you know, when we're busy, it's great because we stay sharp. Yeah. But I miss having the time to just play, like, just to play like, for play. Like, to I'll learn new stuff. Learn new stuff. And or, um, we get real... Um, like we don't like the grass to grow on our feet too much, and yeah, so we, when we have a gig where we're like, "Oh, go, we just play the whole same set that we just played like you know three gigs ago," like kind of frustrates us because we like to keep learning and changing bored. things up. Yeah, yeah, and and we like to have the uh, like the freedom to just be like you know because we don't. I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're bluegrass or they're honky tonk," but we, really, there's not a lot that's off limits. It's just yeah. we play all the stuff we like. Yeah, like if we don't. I mean, no, and, and there's like, there's I a lot of stuff I could that, do that we don't you really do compromise a lot, a lot that. and that's hard. You do. I mean, like, I mean, like, sure. There's like a bunch of songs that are. I mean, I still like them. I mean, we all might be tired of playing some of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like there's you know there's a couple right now that you know, and they're the ones we really nail like every time too. But you're like, by the time you get it perfect, you're like, I'm tired of doing this. This old yeah. chestnut, you know, like. Exactly. There's songs that that we have uh, that we have retired, and I mean yeah. we destroy these songs. But you just, but I'm over it. <laughs> it's yeah. like I want to feel challenged. Like this isn't fun. Like the whole fun of being a musician is the is like going back to the way it was when you were learning when everything was new, right? Like like that's to to lose that feeling is to lose the passion for what you're doing, and I don't like. That thought, like I want to, that that's awesome. That brings up a, a a good segue. I think. I think you know we're all musicians. We we all damn near all of our friends are musicians, and there's a lot of different types of people. You know, like I'm pretty flexible and free with things, and you know I like what I like, and and other people are really happy to just really entertain the audience and play exactly what they want to hear, exactly the way they they're used to hearing it, and that makes them happy too. You know, so it's just different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like to play what the crowd likes to hear. I sort of feed off of that too much, but it's sort of that, it, that's the game for me. Like you have to make it, a, I, I have to make it a game, especially in my solo gigs where I'm just like, if you think you can stump me challenge extended mm-hmm. and I'll like send out an open invitation. Like maybe there is a song to somebody will ask for that I've never tried before that might work out. Okay. I mean, and more like, you know, like i couldn't and wouldn't even think of any examples, but certainly there's guys out there. They're like in the spring, 
look up like what's on the the charts and they learn oh, their songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, there's, okay. There's, okay, I get you. And, I get you. Know, it's like it's a job, you know, and we have to treat it like a job. But I don't know. I like to do do it do it my way. I guess a little bit more. Like I, I, I hear that. I'm still surprised I've been able to get away with it this <laughs> this long. Like because you know I can. I can play a lot you of rooms. You are a little bit rogue. But, uh, you know, if you put me in a room where I'm comfortable, it's going to get it's gonna get different. Mm-hmm. Well, this podcast is proof that attrition is key. <laughs> <laughs> all, all you got to do is stick with it, man. Like, I, I feel like that's – I think I did say that on an on a episode past. See, that I'll do that a lot where I'll say something that I feel like is a, a new <laughs> monumental thought. And I'm like, I've said that before. <laughs> But uh, I, I feel like that's the thing, like just sticking with it. You don't really, you don't really, like attrition has a lot to do with it. And I was saying like for for us, like we were, I don't know, man, we're sloppy. We, 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 bl- we like don't, we don't hit the right chords a lot and like we'll miss beats and we'll screw up solos and stuff but we've continued to do this thing we kept showing up and i don't know you, you, you that's the thing you, you, all you all you have to do in this industry is keep showing up well it's it's your rapport i think too like with one another and how you you know like if you yeah, if you, you do miss that beat you know nobody else really knows cuz you guys just like pick it right up you know so you don't it's not like you stop and go oh. Yeah. Oh, sometimes you it up again. <laughs> sometimes, if it's like in the beginning of a song, if it's like within the first two or three seconds, like, it can be salvaged. It. We're like, okay, we're gonna do that again. Yeah. See, I'm not the only one. No, if it's, if it's within, listen, if it's within the first few seconds, and yeah. by first few seconds, I mean like two or three. If it's a train wreck from the get go. You gotta like, yeah, let's it's just like, you know what? You know. We're gonna try that again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here, here's this. But yeah, I mean, I don't go. Who into, did that? Was it like Adele or somebody? Wasn't it like, um, like she did it like in a, I don't know, a big forum, like on some. Well, they were probably all on click tracks and everything. That's that's. Well, no, it was just like it was it was wrong. They were all off for the, the very beginning, and she stopped and was like, "Let's do that again." And she got like all this. There was a lot of feedback from it, and I was like, "I think that takes a lot of guts." And I also, do too. like. I mean, you do care you want your product? Yeah, yeah. Like she's like, um, no, wait, no, we can do that better. <laughs> like, I think it was Adele. Yeah, I'm not sure. Right. Don't quote me on that because you know, I, I live under a rock. But oh, me too. But you know, <laughs> I definitely, you know, I don't go into rooms and try to like stump people or like play a bunch of stuff that they really don't want to hear. Yeah, you know, just for myself because that's not what I do. But I do like try to give them two and then make them chew on one, you know, or something like that. That like, here's something you might like. Yeah. That we try to do. And, uh, Smitty's really good about, uh, about saying, let's do a vet. Let's do Isbell. Let's do this. And I'm, and I'm usually the one that's like, let's, let's do, let's give them a, a Tom Petty Beatles. Let's give them a Tom Petty and then yeah. give them a, a something else. And then we'll do that. Like, yeah. so yeah. And that works. Absolutely. Really well. Absolutely. Like I, like a crowd will allow you to play them something that they don't know as long as you'll give them something that they do. Sandwich it. Exactly. And, <laughs> and only, and I, I don't want to hide too much behind what we're paid to do, basically, which is make money for the bar. But 
I, I've also learned recently, and this happened to us at Boardwalk Billy's the other night up in North Myrtle Beach. I don't know if you guys have been up there yet. But uh, that room gets really crowded, and they were on like a two-hour wait the other night. So they asked us to take a break to not play any music, and we took a break for like an hour to wait for tables to turn. And Smitty was like, man, should we be playing right now? And I'm like, well, we're doing our job, which means our job is to make money for the bar. If the bar can't flip tables because this, this they're just sitting there to listen to us, and Which I'll is granted, awesome, it's, by it's the way. awesome. It's yeah. great. But if they're just sitting there to listen to us and they're not ordering anything and they're not making any money, it's our job to make the money for the bar. So if us not playing so these people will leave is making money for the bar, we are doing our job. Right. It's crazy, though, isn't it? It's odd to think of mm-hmm. it like that. But That's like, I'm sure you've played at Dick's Did they make at some you- point. Yes, I have. 45, 10, or 15. Yeah, like clockwork. Yeah. It's the same at Margaritaville. We did we did the yeah. Margaritaville thing for a couple of couple of summers. and So you think that's why they're doing that? To, it's not like out of concern for the musicians, but it's to turn the tables? Turn the tables. Okay, yeah, because it's like every hour they want to... Yep. Okay. They don't want to sell one more yep. round of beers when they can sell... Another table worth of food. Yeah, yeah, that that's what it is. And and that that was a really discouraging thing for me before I realized what it was. But I was just like, I don't know, because I, I worked at Tito's for years. And I know the – and I know this because of all the service industry that comes in there. I'll hear people bitching like, ah, man, I didn't make any money tonight. The band didn't take no damn break and my tables didn't leave. So I only got like one set of yeah. tables. So the servers felt like they were getting screwed and they were blaming that on the band. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to ever be that guy. So I was like, I'm glad that I got that, that uh, I don't know, whatever you call it. The side man, of it. Yeah, yeah, so I got that understand. side of it. Exactly. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's an interesting job. It's a sure. symbiotic business. Oh, symbiotic. So. That is a fun word. Yeah. Recycle your plastics. <laughs> so, uh, how, how do we end up here out of anxiety? This is so much fun. See, that's <laughs> the, what this podcast has done. We were talking about the the people walking on the buildings while you're playing games yeah. on Trap TV. Trap TV. So, uh, what's funny is that exactly what has happened in this podcast is what anxiety is like. All of a sudden you're in the middle of it and then just a few minutes later you don't even remember about you don't even remember it happening. But then once you remember it, it's like, oh man, that did happen. <laughs> Jason Isbell got it right. Yeah. yeah. He usually does. <laughs> right? Yeah. He really can do no wrong. He put a pen in his hand, he's just like It I it seems to me like these songs just fall out. Yeah. He says he spends a lot of time working and editing through his stuff. It it's, it seems like he's just like just n- like sneezing out a song. But it yeah, <laughs> he, but he's actually working hard at it. From what he said in things I've read. And he's him and Amanda do this thing when they when they have time is they like they'll uh start something and they'll go into separate rooms and work on it. And then reconvene. Compare. We did that once. That's yeah. fun. It it, it was it's a um, time, uh, event. Do you guys write over the winter? We try. I, she writes a lot more than I do. I always write and don't finish. She actually has the 
I write when I'm relaxed. Like, usually, um, actually, when I'm at work, um, because the nature of my job, you know, sort of, if people are quiet, allows me to kind of be up here, you know, in in my head. And so I'll get usually some, some lyrics or a turn of a phrase that I really like, and then I'll go from there, usually, like, boom. But, um... But if I'm like stressed and there's a lot going on, I, I just can't do it. Like, I, like I've got a song I've been trying to write, I actually kind of finished it, and now I don't like it anymore. So I want to like scrap everything but the chorus. Like, yeah. But I can't get it, and I'm like, oh, now's the time to write it. But there's just so much going on. It's hard to like sit down and get that focus. I think that I I've written more uh, in frustration than in relaxation. Like I feel that my, I don't know. I feel like it's the, 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 my thoughts or what I'm trying to say, seem more authentic when I'm frustrated. Yeah. You know, like I say more of what I mean then. And you know, like I, I I don't know why you're getting it off your chest. Yeah. That's cathartic. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like that sort of the same way that I use this to, to, to get things off of my chest so that I'm not bringing other people's lives or other people's, uh, I don't know, like mentality in into something that is literally just going on inside my head that way. Because I have a, I had rather a hard, a, a bad habit that was so hard to break of uh, like taking out thing like my own mentality and things that I struggle with in my own head out on people around me. So I realized that once I got these things out like this or through writing or however it may be that I could, you know, I, I it was easier to. I don't know. I didn't lash out at people in my life because I was I was that guy in the band. Like I was the nothing was ever good enough, and I was just I would find some some reason to bitch about everything for the longest time. And I realized that man, it's just just I'm frustrated within myself. So yeah. once I get that out of myself, like I don't I don't bring anybody else into it anymore. Well, it was never apparent whenever I I, I would go see you guys. Like I never. I never caught wind of any of this. Like you always seem very like, you know, affable and comfortable and, you know, jamming out. And well, that's jokes. good to know me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, if that's the case. You know, I, man, I, I, all, everything I just said is completely void. I don't know. What, well, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying that's from the outside. There's been plenty of like 33% of the gigs we've done where there's at some point like a, a heated, Jeff uh, Thomas heated conversation <laughs> on stage. Like that's why we can't play with a condenser mic. We we found that out. We were trying to do the, the thing. Like you can't you just, talk smack to each other. We did it at bonfire and it, and it worked well. It sounded good. It was like it, the easiest setup ever. It just was like good at bonfire. One stand, one mic, no cords, and uh, but yeah, you, you can't hide. You can't say anything. Like the mic picks up everything. Yeah. I have to be careful anyway. I always have a lot of gain on my mic because I like to. I don't like to be on top of it. You know, I like to be yeah. back. So I have to be careful anyway. I can't trash talk the way I usually do. <laughs> but, but see, you, what's funny though is people who don't play music have no idea how much shit we talk right. to each other when we're on stage, right? <laughs> right. Like I, it, it's funny. Like me and Adam these days. It used to be when I. It used to be where he would get mad at me at the end of every gig because I would just call him out on every every mistake. <laughs> but I would call just my, like I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but I call myself out too. 
Yes. Like I, like it's because you're hard on yourself. Yeah, I'm the hardest on myself. Hard on like, everybody else. And, and I, I, I would do the same thing to myself, but I would look at Adam, and I, now I just look at him. <laughs> and he'll turn around and just like just laugh. You can see it on the video. We got so much video like footage of us talking. Like me and Adam just carry on a conversation the entire time. And me and Smitty, me and Smitty would, but when he's, it's more important to me for the, you know, yeah. to, to keep that rather than to distract the the rhythm. But <laughs> we talk so much shit to each other. Every band does that. I'm sure. Yeah. We were, we were, uh, I was asking Seth Funderburk, I was like, how, what's the, what's the, what's the average age of a band? Like, like as like we became a band and now we've been a band for five years or something yeah. like that. Oh, I was like, like what's like the longevity. average, well, well, what's the average, yeah, what's the average age of how long a band can last rather? And he's like, nine years. Nine years. <laughs> it's like nine years. I was like, oh, nine years is a good number. <laughs> Cornbread's at seven. <sighs> <laughs> Gotta renew your vows soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the mullets pretty much got the the grand they championship run. belt on that. Yeah, they wow. did. They're all right. Everybody, everybody says in the in the references like, "Do you want to you you want to sit around and play at Myrtle Beach forever?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'd be great." I love it here. Why does anybody want to go anywhere other than here? And not only that, there's no there's there's no shame in the world in in becoming the mullets. The mullets no. are fucking great. Yeah. They're monsters. Every <laughs> single one of them. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. we could be sitting right here playing music 20 years from now, drawing wow. the crowd that yeah. they draw every time they Everybody play has anywhere a good time at all their shows. Every time, I mean, who who, who wouldn't want to do like, that? Yeah. Like Tommy Tipton, who's like the least like into like the Grateful Dead or any of that kind of stuff. He gave them a. He's like, I think they have the best gig in Myrtle Beach. He's like, nobody tells them what to play. They play where they want to play. They get paid, and they don't have to schlep it around town all the time. They mm-hmm. just they just do their do thing. what they want. But you know, they earn that. They used to they used to pack it out in the nineties when I was in school. Like uh, like coastal and just like yeah. going out and stuff and like hell my parents used to go see him in like the eighties you know like they're like my dad was like yeah Terry Amaker is badass you know? wow like, that's crazy and uh, yeah your parents used to go see music <laughs> that's the thing his parents have never seen him play or us play they have but just not in the right settings they don't not like, my parents saw enough music to last last everybody but yeah. Um, we'll even be at like Carlyle's Tavern. It's like that's like five minutes from your house. It's five minutes. Yeah. I have the I have the same thing. Like I kind of like it when my parents don't come because it makes me nervous. As <laughs> same here, yeah. Like, I, same here. I, I played a gig. We went back home. Uh, Cornbread went back home to play Bennettsville, my hometown, and uh, like everybody from my hometown was there, and like it was just it was a weird gig for me because it's like I'm used to playing to people I don't know. Yeah. Or people you know or, like, from around the inlet. Yeah, like, exactly. Like people and, who've seen you and they, they, they know. Right. We um, we played in Florence a bit recently and that's where I'm from. And so there's people that showed up at our last gig there, I think, was did maybe you, locomotive. Did you high school and, yeah, there was a couple of people there like from high school and I hadn't seen them since then. South Florence. 
Of course. Evan Ham. <laughs> yes, exactly. Funniest <laughs> name ever. Yeah. I live down by the Youngs on Green Acres Road. <laughs> no, not that far out. <laughs> That's Dennisville. But um it was weird, you know, like and I kinda like, you know, there was one guy that I went to high school with and he was like, I was looking at him, I'm like, I kinda think I know that guy. And then it totally just threw me off when I rec- you know, realized who it was and I actually recognized him. I was just like, Ugh I like I dropped my whole line, like whatever I was doing, I was like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to pick it back up, but you know, like my, or it does throw you off. It's weird. My aunt and uncle came out to see us in Conway. Yeah, that was and, weird. And, 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 and they're, <laughs> they're awesome. They're super laid back, and I was still like, you know, yeah. I was like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I and like I've always played guitar and stuff my whole life, pretty much, you know, since yeah. I was a kid. But I never even started doing the singing thing because I was just like painfully shy and, and just completely not confident in that. And that's, but so yeah, like now if like my aunt and uncle or somebody shows up, I'm like, shit, now I got to do it. Like deal with this too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, now what, what, what was that song that I did when I was seven that they liked? (laughs) Like, yeah, I have that. But but we was talking about, uh, talking about your parents. Dude, my, my dad, my dad sings. He's like, he's in a, he's in a, uh, like, was in a gospel quartet for the longest time. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. He was uh, the Emmaus Road Quartet. And I think they're now just the Emmaus Road Singers because I think there's just three of them. But, uh, yeah, he did, he does all that and he plays music and stuff like that. And he does like church, all churches though, you know, just all churches. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, my, my dad's probably seen cornbread maybe three or four times. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I think that it's just that, that, and I'm not sure the, the deal with, with your folks, but I think my dad for like, would just, he enjoys seeing us on the Facebook, like knowing that, yeah. knowing that we have a presence and, and things like, and he does a church thing. He doesn't really dig the, a lot of the places where I play or like, that's, right. that's, you know, it's that's just not Florence his side of the family. Like my family, you know, they're, yeah, they, they just don't feel comfortable, comfortable. in a bar setting. You Being know, they're not going to come yeah. and see us there. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the same thing. I mean, and I don't, I don't, I don't hate on that because no. you know, I, I get down with the with with the Jesus. I don't, I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind the reasoning behind that. But yeah, yeah, well, it's you, you got your respect. Yeah. Exactly. You know, growing up in Myrtle Beach is for me. You know, which is quite. I mean, y'all have been here for years, but it was. I kind of didn't know anything different. Like I was never really around like like teetotalers and you know hard Baptists and everything like that. I didn't know, like, I didn't know how serious it was. Oh, man. I did not realize, I mean, I didn't quite realize that, like, you know. So you married into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now you washed in the blood. What am I getting myself into? And and I'm totally open-minded to to all that, but, like, you know, like, Myrtle Beach is a a different environment. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, like, living inland or something like that, it's definitely more, you know, church picnics and Oh yeah, there's church on there there's 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 more churches than McDonald's in 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 you know, small towns and that's that's a huge statement. I mean, there's, there's a lot of churches all, on Carolina Forest Boulevard. We're like, what is big, it going to be? What is it? It's another church. We live behind, <laughs> we live, live behind the mega church with the ball fields and everything and Oh, the uh uh yeah. The yeah, Carolina yeah, yeah. Forest Community Church. They have yeah. band practices. 
for the often the Christian <laughs> their bass is too yeah. Christian middle too, band. Too well, hot. all we hear is bass and kick. Like their their space is like you can actually feel it in the floorboards in my house. Just oh, across man. the yeah. from our house and uh. Yeah, I was like, man, church music's not supposed to sound like Slipknot. Like, <laughs> Dude, I was all into that shit. Like, hardcore. I hate that, like, like Christian like, rock. <laughs> back in the day. I Listen, now I, love I do. I some bluegrass, like, gospel, but. Now I do. I like, yeah, I love, I, I love hymns. Yes. I like listening to hymns Like, now. keep it authentic, like, yeah. I guess. Is like, when I, when I sing it, I just remember, like, <laughs> Uh, just being in the church, you know, how like, and, and all of us have probably saying all of our lives just, well, I mean, you said you didn't know much, but we, we, we did. I mean, you sang in church and when you're in church and no matter how you sing, like when you're, when you're in front of people, when you're in church, you just kind of sing like on a hill far away <laughs> stood in because everybody's doing it. It's like, you don't want to stand out, but like, I want to sound like everybody else sounds like, I don't, you know. We've thought about I going always to try like to a, harmonize with the people we've, around me. We've, like, we've talked about <laughs> going to like a black church just to like to listen to the music sometimes. Yeah, bro. Now, is that okay? Absolutely, that's okay, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because if you never, you've never felt. Have you never done that before? The spirit move you. I hey, bet no. Listen, you 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 talk about. You, you ever go to a Pentecostal church? Yeah, my grandma was Pentecostal holiness. Okay, so you know that feeling that you feel like gut wrenched when you walk out, like oh shit, I just felt something, like something just happened, <laughs> like this was legit. You know that feeling. Well, when That's, everybody starts writhing on the ground, you start to wonder. That's like I'm not feeling the spirit like they were yeah, feeling the spirit. I'm I, sorry. I no. I don't, I don't, I don't know that the whole speaking in tongues thing is a little strange to me, just because I know the I consequences. To to if, church. <laughs> I know the consequences biblically if you are to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So I'm just real weird about that whole thing. <laughs> but that's how you feel after you leave a Pentecostal church. Like, Oh my God, I just felt something like God was here. That's what you feel like after the band gets done with like one song, dude, listen, black churches are it. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it's at. That's where it's at. I mean, and the band stays lit the whole time, the whole time. Those drummers get it. Clyde Frazier. Do you guys, you know, Clyde Frazier, Clyde Frazier. I'm, I'm, I'm shouting you out on this one. I'm going <laughs> to listen. Clyde is the, one of the greatest drummers in the world. One of the greatest drummers I've ever heard. He played with John Wesley Satterfield's damn fine band. You remember the damn fine band? I don't. Don't. I know John Wesley Satterfield's name. When he had, think, yeah, he had a band called the damn fine band with, uh, that's a great name, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and it was Reggie Sullivan, the bass player. Clyde was the drummer. And I can't remember who the guitar player was. But either way, Clyde was a drummer for that. And he said, I've, I've known him for a very long time. He plays with Reggie Sullivan every now and again. But he always posts the best live videos on Facebook of playing in church. And I'm, I watch all of them all the way through multiple times because there's, there's friend request. Oh God. Church chops are the best chops. The best (laughs) musicians are usually in church somewhere. 
That's, and, and, and you don't realize it, that's but true. that's like that Robert Randolph and like his whole band oh, came man. out of that that Absolutely. sacred steel scene, and and even like uh, I've met like you know, and, and they're always like you know young black guy like, but they're all drummers. They can play jazz. They can play anything. The nastiest drummer I ever saw was at this uh, jam like so many years ago now. But I went. It was at a place called Gypsies, which doesn't even exist anymore. But uh, it was Tony Funk, who used to play with like P Funk, uh, was hosting it, and he had like you know, of course, all of his drumming friends. There was a young guy, skinny, skinny black guy, just owning this Herbie Hancock song with like the best band. And then I looked at him, and he had a like an earpiece, like remember those earpieces where people yeah. would be like at the grocery store, and you think they're talking to you, but they're really talking yeah. to your earpiece. He's talking to somebody on the phone. In the what? middle of this, just next level, like crushing it, like Wade McMillan style technical drumming, and he's like having a conversation, and I think chewing gum, <laughs> and you know probably like doing something else at the same time. <laughs> it was ridiculous. See, these these types of musicians are savants among us. Like I couldn't, I, I I don't know, I couldn't do that. There's no, there's no pretending or or anything, anything with that. There, I couldn't. There's no way I could concentrate on all that. And I started with drums. That was the first thing I learned how to play. Wow. I could Drums do that. are hard. God. Drums are drums are difficult, but everybody looks at drums as like all of this stuff and it's just like oh this is so much but you can all i mean you can only do four things you're playing these rather than these like i don't know and i said i couldn't talk to nobody when i was doing that shit no you gotta yeah. count that's carter Beaufort. <laughs> that's carter Beaufort shit the dave matthews yeah, drummer he's, he's, he's blowing bubbles like and and doing doing this like he's he's like ambidextrous he can like most drummers have to do their rhythm with this thing he's like over here like yeah this is all all, all wonky yeah that's they they just did a Dave Matthews channel on Sirius Radio and you know I've never been the biggest fan but uh, I listened to some of the interviews with uh, Stefan Lassard and also Dave Matthews they were talking with him I think it was on Howard Stern actually but they're how'd you meet the band? How'd you guys get started? And he's like, you know, he started talking about being in Charlottesville and bartending and going to open mic nights. And he's like, and I started going to these open mic nights and seeing these world-class musicians just schlepping around. Like I'll be here on Tuesday and I'll be here on Thursday. Like he found the drummer. He found the Leroy Moore, the uh, saxophone player, yeah. that died, uh, the violin player. Like he's, wow. these guys were all just playing in the bar band circuit. What if that's just like he he went to all these open mics around and just like oh, I'll take this guy, this guy, and this guy. <laughs> well, you have to. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting recipe because like there's the story of this guy uh, Shay Brown from here in town. I don't know if you know him. He's an older guy with a big beard, pretty eccentric. Used to play music, knows like Kid Drew and all those guys, but uh, really into like world peace and like all this kind of stuff. But he told me his, good on him. No, he's, he's like the, he's one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. And, uh, he and does not mince words. He does though. not mince words. He will tell you. He's yeah. Like it yeah, is. Yeah. He's, he's, ah. he's like, if you look up curmudgeon, <laughs> there's Shay. But anyway, the, um, his sister is a professor up at, uh, at, uh, UVA in Charlottesville. 
And he told me a story. He's like, yeah, I went up to see my sister in the early 90s one time. And, you know, we went out and had a beer. And there's the, the bartender was playing on Tuesdays, David Matthews. And uh, he couldn't play anybody else's music. He could just play his own stuff. <laughs> and he was like, literally, just... David Matthews. Yeah, some just weird, David. some guy. Some, yeah, so he had like a weird voice and played these <laughs> like funky chords. And he Dave, does have a strange voice. He has a strange Unique. voice, and he has a very underrated left and right hand. No, his guitar stuff is very uh, involved. What's going yeah. on? He took a lot of classical lessons. Well, I'm glad that he did because I just listened to him. So I'm just yeah. benefiting on all the yeah. things that he studied for years. Yeah, there's all like that contrary motion and yeah, wow, stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Any Dave song, any Dave song, if you finish and your hands not cramping, you probably didn't play it right. <laughs> but it's I don't know. It's do you ever? Did you ever learn any? I think you did learn one, maybe. I learned one just to have one, but. Because he was like, I gotta learn one. Day. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where it sounds like I'm struggling with it, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I've Do you guys ever feel um, confined? Like I love doing the acoustic thing for for a lot of reasons because I listen to a lot of acoustic music. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I really miss playing electric guitar sometimes. Yeah. And you know, there is a trade off of like how much gear and how much people do I want to. Do you ever feel like limited in the uh, in the settings that you, you work, acoustic, or, or do you... Not limited, necessarily, cause, but might I, not be the right I do miss the electric a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's sort of why I did the American Sound thing with, with Chip and Daryl. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that sort of gives me a vessel to where I can play electric when I don't really have to... I don't know. I like I like playing acoustic, but usually, yeah, exactly. It's a side project, and when you when you're doing when you're playing acoustic, it's not hard to go into a lead when me and Adam are there. But you know, when I play with Ed Dennis, I I play strictly rhythm the whole time because shit. When Ed Dennis is there, why play any lead? Heard some of the video from I guess last night. Yeah, Yeah. Adam. Adam, he'll show up. What do you do, Sultans of Swing? That was awesome. Yeah. yeah, we just started doing that yeah, one that like was great. recently. Yeah, I, that's my favorite song. Yeah, Is it seriously your favorite, favorite song? song? Yeah, the yeah. story's so good. Well, I, I heard it best described. Somebody said it's like just immaculate guitar playing, and the lyrics are as good as Chuck Berry. You know, like it's, yeah. it's just one night. It's one night. It, it's, it seems like he's just describing a, a five minute. He's describing the, the the situation in the same length of the song, mm-hmm. like that. That's as far as it goes. There's no, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a great tune. There's a lot going on. Like I do with the loop and things, but you know, there's a lot yeah. a lot of things going on in that song. You have to kind so of much choose your battles on some of the parts. Yeah, I got Ed nailed it. <laughs> oh, do you see? He always and he used a pick too. And I, I, when I do the thing, I try not to use a pick because I know Mark Knopfler didn't, and yeah. I want to sort of do it like he did. But then again, I'm like, do I want to do it like he did, or do I want to kind of like tweak it a little bit? And Put your stank on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Something that we were talking about, you know, feeling the feel in the church and all that stuff. When we saw Tedeschi Trucks Band, like that's was, like church. We've seen them twice in the last <laughs> couple of months. 
And that is like Susan should like Derek Trucks is the man. Everybody yeah. knows that. Everybody I watched that video it. you shared about his rig. I love that that he yeah. doesn't fuck with any pedals or anything like that. No, I um, love that. But as badass as he is, Susan Tedeschi holds her own and then some on that stage. Mm -hmm. Like that whole band is slamming like a freight train, and she—that's a lot of energy to for one person to hold up to, you know. And she just just owns it. Yeah, I mean, like I played that gig with eleven-piece band, right? Yeah, two drummers, horn players, uh, three-piece like backup singers. keyboard player that's Oteil Burbage's brother and Derek Trucks and I mean it's 11 piece band and it's just something else Oteil that plays with Dead & Co? yeah Oteil's brother player? yeah his brother oh, Kofi, Kofi Burbage plays in, in that band well would you <laughs> look at that <laughs> but, but yeah you know like that is a lot of energy like I remember I played those I played two gigs with uh, just pickup gigs with uh, Wade McMillan and Greg Dalton and me and Chad Thompson yeah and those guys are all Wade's a beast. A Everybody of... I just mentioned, except for myself, are just freaks. <laughs> Dude, you got anyway, the licks, man. You 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 got. But I'm telling you, like you got licks. I go and play three and four hour gigs all the time. And, you know, it's sometimes I'm tired, but I was just so drained from listening and the energy of like. I think it's know, like the vibration. Like too, Chad, like Chad's that. a freight train bass player, and him and Wade were just. Oh man! Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot. It was like being standing in the middle of a, of a tornado. Yeah, like you're just. I, you, I don't want to. I don't want to touch anything. <laughs> Hold your ground. <laughs> but see, that's fun. That's the most fun. Like, like when you just get done and just like you can, like a feel steam rising off your shoulders. You know that. It's, <laughs> I, I love that feeling. Like, but once we get. Now, how, how do you guys do? I don't know how you guys are about this. Once I get done, and I'm like, I've, I, we plan on this. This is our last song. We've done it. This is it. We give everything we've got left in the last song, and then the people ask for another song. And you know, it's like shit. I, I gotta. It's, it's that's, hard that's to muster. Where, it that's up. where that twenty came from last night because we we played Harvest Moon again for that lady. And we just played it. We were like, we just played that. Well, did, she's did, like, just did we, play did we finish? And then she time. was like, wanted that for an encore or something. Anyway, yeah, but we did it. Yeah, we we're like, okay. You know, when when they when they come up with the dollars in their hand, it's yeah. like we makes play? it easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. It makes it makes it so easy. But I'd like. Harvest Moon, by the way, is a fantastic song and destroys every room that you ever play it in. That seems like the, a good feeler. I like a like a that's not like your average Tom Petty a litmus your, test. See, yeah, see where, which end of the pool we're swimming in tonight. Exactly, and and if somebody will actually dig that tune, then then I'm like, okay, so go. cool. We can go. We can go down a more of a singer songwriter road because if you like Neil Young and Harvest Moon. Anything outside of like maybe we don't have to play under the bridge tonight. Yeah, exactly. And man, there's just so so many songs that we have to do every single gig, and I just want to not ever. I want to hang myself with a guitar string when I hear see y'all do any Chris Stapleton. (laughs) He's like, you got a beard, so I know you do Chris (laughs) Stapleton. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all know any? Y'all know Tennessee whiskey. I mean, like, man, I love George Jones. Like, who's that? I think I actually said that what? somebody asked for Chris Stapleton the other day, and I was like, um, I was like, 
Yeah, I was like, I mean, do, do you have to, do we have to do the one, or is it cool to branch out from there? <laughs> like, I would, I, if somebody if somebody gives us the option, we'll do Fire Away. Yeah, because that's the be- that's his best song, in my opinion. Fire Away is his best song, I think, personal my opinion. But Tennessee Whiskey is just the radio did it bad. The radio for me. Yeah. Oh sure, because I, I I don't I don't listen to I'm the just radio, tired but I'm hearing it. It's obviously so everybody <laughs> else does, and that's all we get. We're gonna have somebody request that, and it was Wagon Wheel before yeah. that. And I had somebody like. I wonder what the next song, one will be. First, first song, God. first set last year somewhere like. And this guy, I mean, he came up with a dollar, all nice, but I mean, it's like, like I had just set up, just getting ready to play my first song, first set. He's like, Can you play Wagon Wheel? I'm like. Can I don't want to. Can, can you hold off a little bit? Uh, I sort of wanted to either not play it at all or save it to like, establish myself first. Yeah, yeah I was but this like, is not like, what I'm like, going to do. Right off the bat, like because right if you the... come out of the gate with wagon wheel, the crowd thinks something immediately. Like, exactly. Oh, okay, so we got one of these, huh? Yeah, yeah. So um, but there's that. Um, you talk about the encore thing, like giving it, giving it all, and then like, do you guys do one more? Um, the truckers, like, you know, we love to drive our truckers. We went and saw them. They blew the roof off at the House of Blues the they other night. For, they did a Kelsey. They did, like, two hours and 45 two hour, minutes. Two hours, 45 minutes. No break. No they break. Rock and roll show. I love that. It was amazing. And, I love that. Because <laughs> they've just been doing this tour with uh, Marcus King and Tedeschi Trucks where they only got an hour. Marcus King's from Charleston, right? Spartanburg. Dude, he is, he, his voice, man. Yeah. He's He's a fierce. He's scary. Like that. He, that's he's that's got like, a lot of tools in his in his in his yeah. cabinet. Scary good. Yeah. Anyway, but, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you no, off. They, well, they've been doing this tour with them all summer, so they're used to playing their own show, like in clubs and theaters where it's dark and you know loud, and they got their own lights and their own sound man and everything. So they're yeah. doing these outdoor arena shows, and we saw one of those, and it was good. But we went and saw them the other night, and they yeah they don't do encores anymore. They they give you just. <laughs> They they're not gonna your, come back out. Peel your they, head back. They rip they rip rip it up enough to where they don't feel like they need to. They, they I like that a lot. Yeah, they, like, I mean, they kind of even drew the line in the sand because you know their fans love them. They want they just keep on playing, just keep on playing. But they're like, no, we we give you two and a half hours plus every night, and and the fans have to understand that, right? The ones that play music do. And some of the fans that are really like, I think they would all have to. Involved. I mean, come on, I where yeah. else would you was, get a concert that long? Like, yeah. just full on. Dan Evans about it uh, the day after. I was like, Monster I, Drummer, great guy all the way around, and Monster yeah. Drummer. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how those guys throw that much energy out night after night, and with traveling like six and hours in between, drinking gigs all that and, whiskey and tequila. <laughs> they're. They're monsters. You know what, man? Tour be hard. <laughs> the, I, I, I got, I got, I got nothing but respect for people who can do that and be successful. Because in my experience, like I would never be close to where I am right now if I were drinking like that. I think, like that, you yeah. know, like I mean, uh, I think they still get after it more than. Probably, but not like they used to. Like they, yeah, used, they used they, to have, like, Seth Funderburk can tell you down. stories, like, of just epic, drunken four-hour shows. Like, I mean, and that's not always a good look either, you know? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not, I mean, so I think they, I mean, 
there was no loose edges. I mean, they were they were sharp. No, they were and on they, they point. They really like. There's people that were came. From they were town. really in their element. They, I mean, because the there was a huge difference from like like he said, you know, how we saw them just a couple weeks ago. And that, that I just don't think they were feeling that like outdoor, like huge arena, Broad daylight, like, you know, your fans aren't really close to you. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I, I just don't think they were even, they weren't having a good time, but Thursday they were like in it. Yeah. This is house of blues. Yeah. That's a really good room. I really like our house of blues, man. It's- I hope that they can continue to be there for us because it's and, concerning man, it's they don't all we have yeah yeah, yeah. and they just don't out. get that much it's coming. all we yeah. have we're not going to get anybody else and i had such high hopes mm-hmm. for the hard rock uh amphitheater when it first got built the, oh, the wow. one by the uh the, the amusement park thing yeah yeah i had such high hopes for that because like shit we got what was it that one gig that had the eagles and moody blues and uh everybody lost their ass and yeah, that's a. And then I was like, okay, so we actually might get some decent bands to come to town now. But I don't know. The House of Blues is is big enough to fit somebody like somebody pretty large, like say the Avet Brothers, who are who have a huge following now. Yeah, they sold three three nights. Three nights sold out, and wow. I mean like that. But it's intimate enough to where you still feel like it's your show. Yeah. You know, to where you're not having to worry. It's not. It's the perfect size. Yeah, I love. I love our house blues. And, good, and good. a lot is, of people, a lot of people around here, friends of ours, a lot of people bag on it. Like, I hate that place. I don't like the way it sounds. Like, I don't know what they're listening for. Or they're, I've never been to a show that sounded bad, and I've been to a lot of shows at we, that house blues. There was a show not terribly long ago that we went to. Uh, where the this, revivalist was a little shaky. Yeah, yeah. they it. It was like the sound. I don't, I mean, but we'd seen them before, the and they killed is, it. So yeah, it was the sound was off. Where were you guys um, standing? That's a big thing. You gotta, you gotta. I, I think we were behind, um, like the sound man and stuff. So uh, and then we we kind of walked all the way, all around that night. Yeah. As I recall, I like to stay on the sides, the wings, the steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. I, I don't know why I, I like that, but just about every show that I've ever played, I've never or. or Went to a house of blues. I've never gone down into the pit. There was one that I went to in the, in the pit, and that was Flaming Lips. But you gotta, you got to, you got to be. That was, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, yeah. They were, they were, there was my my brain was in a good spot that day. When was that? That was two thousand and six. Long time yeah, ago. So long ago, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was something else. They blew me away that night. Oh my god, it was, uh, dude. The laser pointers in that mirror. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What?" And there was so much smoke. See, in that's there. the kind of stuff the that I, can't, I have to watch out. Like the lights and stuff. Yeah, like the other the, night, I was like, what? "Yeah, they, they went into like a." It's like a, a little intense, you know, the, and your brain goes. Strobe. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, the the building's really cool. All the art's super cool. Yeah. The details are nice. I just it's just tough. This uh area i mean it seems like they just get a whole lot of um tribute bands now like it's there's not a lot of yeah big that's names coming what through worries and that's, me yeah me too that's what i'm saying i hope they can open for two of them next month yeah hey man good on you dude i love dude yeah. backstage the Tom is great Petty at house band. i get open for the Tom really Petty cool. band. i'm really stoked about that one that's awesome pretend journey i could you know take or leave but 
Hey, dude, anytime you get to be on that stage and have a picture with that heart behind you, that's you, awesome. That that's that's worth it. Like it, it's Do you even get nervous anymore? A little bit? Uh maybe a little bit, but I, think I know that big stage I know would be I still daunting. Have, have to do it. So being nervous isn't going to help any. You know, like that's... if you walk out there and it's like this is my guitar. I I play this thing every day. Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had people going Freebird and doing all that, all that dumb stuff, and I was just like, yeah. Do you roast them? <laughs> I, I love to do that. <laughs> I, I think I said there's a there's a strict uh, House of Blues policy against that. Can't take it. Anybody else that yells it might be removed or something like that. But <laughs> I don't know. I just try to go ahead and launch into my, and like, I think the people said last night, he's like, yeah, y'all just go from one song to the next. There's not a whole lot of like talking or downtime. We like that. And I was like, we do that because people don't ask requests. That's my, that's a Jeff Thomas solo gig move right there. Like if it's, that's a great idea. Just I just, rolling I just, through. you know, like you don't have a lot of downtime between like, all right, boom, you know, just, yeah. I mean, in the, you know, in a certain room where you're going to get no requests that you have like you know people ask me for things all the time that i just don't have in my yeah so i just keep the keep the party going you know and 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 eventually i'm hitting things that they like and know so it doesn't it's not that awkward yeah you know but i don't give them the chance if you give them enough time i don't know if you get if they give it enough time everybody will always hear something they like it's like that parking space thing (laughs) you just wait a little bit You'll find a spot. We're back to the parking space. Full yeah. circle conversation. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> I see that kid again somewhere. <laughs> you know what's funny is last night well, we played in Neil and Pam's and Ed played with us. Obviously, you saw in the video. Um, there was a golf cart. It was like a spot right there. Somebody pulled out of a spot. And I backed up to pull into the spot. And there was like a golf cart. That was pulling around. That was about to take my spot. Ed ran and stood in it. <laughs> and I was like, man, I just did a podcast and I hate that. <laughs> but what's ironic is that if he hadn't have done that and that golf cart would have taken that spot, they'd have been like, huh, huh, huh. there was another car pulling out right on the other side. And I could have just pulled in there and I'd been like, yeah, take that, you jerks. <laughs> but didn't happen. But, uh. Shit, where were we going? Uh, were we still at the House of Blues before I went on that rant? We were, we were kind of wrapping that part up, I think. Okay. Uh, we did full circle on the, on the parking space and that kind of... So, I, I have to say this. I'm not trying to, to do too much behind the scenes. But I'm messing with like some camera angles here in between every now and again. And when I would do that, I would forget what we were talking about. So, I kind of stopped doing that. But it's so cool that I can. <laughs> geek yeah i'm such a nerd <laughs> when it comes to this shit and i never was before like before i left home like i didn't even watch star wars like when, when i left home like the only nerdy part about me was harry potter and i love harry potter i, I love i Get love that world <laughs> i love the world i Have love it yeah it's like conventions or anything nah i don't i don't do that that deep i really would like to go to to disney and go to the harry potter that that would be amazing i would love to do that Mm -hmm. go go see diagon alley and all that all the things of the harry potter world that would be great for me i would totally like to do that but field trip right but see here's (laughs) the thing pick up some gigs down there i somewhere i get the worst anxiety away from home like if i if i'm 
away, especially if I don't have my vehicle. Like if I, I feel like I could go if I, as long as I had my car outside, you know, where I, I know I can go get in my car and go home. I know I can do it. It may be hours of a drive, but I can do that. Like if we drive to Boone to do a few gigs with cornbread, I lose my shit because I'm like, I we need I need to get home and I, I'm not driving like Smitty's driving. And I can't walk outside and get in my car and leave if I wanted to. So, so it's a control yeah. sort of circumstance. Like, yes. I feel like I, I struggle when I go out of town too, but it's I think it's more because I'm not in my routine. Yeah. It's not like I don't mind. I don't think it's about the control, but maybe I'm wrong. But if when you're describing me, it, it sounds it's, like. It's the control. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I don't I'm, have my car. I don't know. I'm not in charge. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not in control of my, yeah. of, of myself at this point. Right. Like I have to, I have to wait for somebody else or I have to consider somebody else's. Dude, how do you do on planes? I don't, I've never been on a plane in my life. Really? Never. <gasps> never been on how a plane. How are we going to get to Harry Potter world? <laughs> I like the country. I don't mind seeing it. You know, I, I like, I'll drive. I'll drive. Yeah, I, I've I've never been on I've never been on a plane and count. I've been on. Two. That's the ultimate giving over your. You know, like you yeah. can't do you can't do anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. You're going down. Really you're going down. Think about it while you're on a plane. Like yeah, that's I don't have terrible. issues with. I've flown enough times, but I never flew until I was in my early twenties. But uh, I was like, people do this all the time. People do this all the time. People do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I, I understand that, that, that it's a very safe thing, and that I'm more likely to die in a car accident than a plane crash. Like considering statistically, considering statistically, yeah. but I, I just, I, I'm not big on. I'm, I'm just not big on not being in in control of my. Of, of of my own life, you know what I mean. Like I, I I don't I don't even like to be. I'm I'm not a boat person. I've been on two cruises, but I've maybe been on a boat less than a dozen times in my life. Like I don't like little boats and yep Adam's boat and yep stuff like that. Yep, like I mean, like I've been on the Bahama Mama once. I was on like a couple of a couple of small boats when I was younger. And a random pontoon here and there, but literally maybe like a dozen times in my life. And I just don't care to do anything more than that. That's, that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from is thinking like, I I, I would feel okay if I were doing something like I've been in wrecks before or whatever, when I was driving and I'm like, I can warrant that because I was, at least I was in control and I was like, okay, this was a mistake that I made. And I, I can feel fine with that. But if it's if something happens, I'm one who lays blame. I, I will, I will just. It's, it's an issue that I have that I've worked with. Like I, if something goes wrong, I feel, I have an immediate need to lay blame somewhere. So if I if I'm always in charge, that removes that tick that I have, you know, because I have mm-hmm. nowhere that I can lay it. Then it's my fault. That's interesting. I remember when I got rear-ended. Are you a Libra? <laughs> yep. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I got rear-ended about two years ago, and it towed my car and scared the shit out of me. And I felt really, like, like kind of, like, vulnerable or, like, mm-hmm. helpless for a little while just driving around, like, anywhere. Because, like, this is totally was It's overwhelming, yeah, when and you start guy, to realize. Like, just, just broad daylight, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, sunny day, and just, wham, spinning. All oh, this man. And, and so I was like, 
you have no, you know, like that that control thing. Like yeah, that shook me you up. Lose it immediately. A, a it's really there. it's it's a, an illusion. You know, like we don't have it. It's not real, but we. We like yeah. to think that we do. Yeah. As long as we can trick our brains. Yeah. That's all that, that's really all that matters to me. So, so you're both, both Libras, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's your birthday? October 14th. Okay. October the 8th. Big four zero this year. Yeah. I'm a Leon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Noel, Leon. You remember that Alan Jackson song? The guy left his Christmas lights up year round. It was a Christmas song. Is that, are those our neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I hate Christmas. <laughs> and I always have. But like, I, I've, I've, last year was decent. And every year I'm going to make it a point to have a better Christmas. Didn't you get those sweet Bose speakers like <laughs> for Christmas? <laughs> right there. Dude, Christmas is good to you. <laughs> My parents got me on a technicality. See, I, I don't... <laughs> It'll make me sound like uh, a cheap Scrooge, but I don't really agree with the gift giving thing. Like it's it very just, stressful. It's a very outdated tradition. I feel like she, yeah, she's like, and you, you, you got to like, break cards. out your credit cards. Like it's yeah. like, why am I going to give you a gift card in the amount of fifty dollars, and you're going to in return give me a gift card in the amount of fifty dollars? That's just stupid, right? Right. So you keep your fifty dollars. I'll keep my fifty dollars. We're we're fine. I'm good. Like I'm straight. I don't need. I don't need nothing. You know. Said I don't want nothing on Christmas. They gave me this for Thanksgiving. (laughs) They got me on technicality. (laughs) I went home for Thanksgiving, and they're like, "Here's your Christmas present." Damn it, <laughs> you, you, uh, you horrible, great people. <laughs> I mean, send it back. I mean, like, don't. But let me try it out first. Yes. Oh man, listen. <laughs> let me tell you, those are great speakers. For solos, it's you, you, solo or band or any, no matter what. I, I've got two trips in, in load in, and that's, that's awesome. That's it. Wow. And even even like. And I don't, I, I don't do this gig anymore. But even the 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 Pirates Cove rooftop, like if I still had that, it wouldn't be as aggravating as it used to be. Because I mean, that's still that's how many steps, babe? Thirty six steps. Thirty six steps. So, I don't think they're doing music yeah, up there anymore. Yeah, well, I think that the, the the place was like physically not in in very good shape. There's a whole, we'll talk about it off there. It's a whole bunch of yeah, yeah, sense. shenanigans up there. But I I, I set up everything. 75% of the way up there, and they said the bartender's not coming in tonight, so we're not opening the rooftop. That was on the 5th of July. Oh, man. Did you get a check for that? I got half. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They they offered me a $20 bar tab. I said, no, thanks. Um, but, yeah, they're like, well, you know, we're just waiting until it gets busy again. I was like, it's the 5th of July <laughs> in Myrtle Beach. And Wait. If you're not busy by now. There was nobody there? Well, the bartender didn't come in. Like it's they've they've started moving it to more. This like may a, be something that may a dance club kind of vibe. Yeah, I, I heard that one of the guys who used to work there is at uh, Archie's now, the old Captain Poo's. Oh, okay, sure. And yeah, I, yeah, I mean, they just said that you know the bartender's not coming in, so we're not opening the rooftop. And I was like, well, you could have told me that before I hauled all this stuff up here. Canceled no, your shit. other or gig. Called me or yeah, actually, I covered my gig at Bourbon Street with Brian Rossler so I could do this one because it was on the calendar for so far out. But uh. 
Oh man. How was uh speaking of Brian, how was the uh how was the album release? Awesome. The, like, picnic. The, that was fun. Yeah, it was just hot, real hot that day, but it was it was fun, you know. Good good crew of people, you know. I saw a lot of the video, man. That was a uh, Yeah, good His songs. album is great. I love that Damn the Consequence song is really good. His, it's so good. His songwriting has always been I mean, just he, he's a wordsmith. He, he's really good with words. I remember, do you guys remember Miles, that old one, Not Forgotten? I'm sure I've heard it, but it didn't. He he had, uh, when I first, Brian is probably the, the musician I've known longest down here. Because when I first moved here from Bennettsville, I went on this like little small coffee shop tour after I graduated high school. And the last one that I played was at a place in Myrtle Beach on 38th Avenue called The Living Room. I remember that. Miss mm-hmm. yeah. Kathy on that place. And I got paid 50 bucks to play for three hours on random nights. And Brian Rossler was doing the, the singer-songwriter open jam on whatever night it was. And, uh, yeah, I um, I went in there and I was doing stuff. And uh, that was when I was doing mostly, like, I had an album I was trying to push like back then and Brian was also doing the same thing. And I was like, Oh man, this is cool. So he was like the first person to like, like that I met down here. Basically I hated, I couldn't be there for that. We had just got back from Boone that night before and Jesus, we left after midnight. (sighs) We got done. What is that? Like, Blowing six rock. hours, seven hours. Yeah, it was. It's it's about six and a half hours. But in the middle of the night, we made it back home in like five. Like with no traffic, I that, wouldn't even want to drive through the mountains at night. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Like <sighs> I would rather drive at night. Me and Adam had this conversation the other day. I feel personally that now, granted, I'm a giant. I feel safer at night. I feel safer at night, less like on the road, on the less road. less people, less traffic, less. And I argued that it is safer to drive at night. And maybe not, maybe not for I don't know, so not not to be uh, uh, sexist or anything, but maybe not for a, a woman or a girl who's by themselves who may break down. Yes, and and not not. I, I'm, I know, ladies, I love you. I know you're independent. But but I I fear that maybe that may be an easier target than a, a an ogre, sure. Hagrid, yeah. you know. It's like, not because we don't trust you. It's just because we care. Nobody's gonna abduct you. It's guys. because I don't trust the world. <laughs> it's because I don't trust the world. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and maybe it's not not so safe for for uh, for girls or women to to drive at night. But me and Smitty are fine. Yeah. Nobody's taking us. <laughs> taken. <laughs> and, and like Adam, Adam, nobody's taking you either, man. Nobody's taking you. They will drop. They, they, Adam Justice is like me when I was a kid. Like if they take you, they will bring you back. <laughs> I swear. Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know. I didn't mind that. I don't mind. I don't like driving in the mountains, period. Like, because I always, you got, oh, like, a mile of cars behind you. It freaks me out, the mountains. Like, because, I don't know. The elevation is just, it's all different. The roads aren't very well lit in some places. It's dark. At all. Dark. I when it gets dark there, too. it gets dark. When yeah. there's like mountain on either side of you on like a road, and then you know the trucks are like barreling through, it scares the crap out of me. Oh yeah, I'm always like this when I'm and driving. And we've still never been to Colorado, which is like three thousand feet higher than. We need to do that though. We need to take advantage of this 
cheap flight. Oh man, yeah, I, I want to do. I'd like to go to Colorado one day, but obviously, I, I'm not getting in an airplane. I don't think I'll ever do it because I've, I've gotten to a point. You're now like where, Mr. T on the team. Does he? I, I'm not familiar. Is you he, never watched the 18 no. youngster. He was he was like petrified of flying, so they always had to like knock him out, like put some 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 roofies in his milk or something like that, and then get him on a plane and go do a mission somewhere. Oh man, they were roofing Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. Well, no wonder I didn't watch this show. <laughs> you kidding me? I'm not I wasn't ashamed allowed. of this. <laughs> He'd wake up somewhere. He's like, how we get here? <laughs> I, t- I did not remember that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this is going to take, uh, it, because it's a thought I just had, something I just read. This is going to take a weird turn for, uh, uh, I'm not even, okay. So I was reading this thing a while ago. Do you know, and the roofies is what made me, what, what triggered this memory. Do you know that in the state of North Carolina, that, a man can legally finish sex with a woman if, even after consent has been removed, if consent was given prior. Like, if a woman revokes consent, the man can legally, there is a law that legally, I swear to God, y'all, there's a law that legally, like, permits that man to finish having sex with his woman even after she removes consent in the state of, of North like Carolina. Ridiculous that's laws crazy. that's been around since the forties or something like that. Like you something can beat like your wife on the it, courthouse with lawn a stick no larger than the on of the your third Sunday of every month or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of those things, but that's it's nuts. Yeah. And this is twenty eighteen and I there's know. now a bill that is being like just the language that they had to use in that bill to describe what it consensual when and when it stops is is insane. And you we, know there's wow. gonna be some asshole who's like, well, you know, we can't just be breaking tradition. Yeah, there's gonna be somebody who's like Of course. Yeah, how do you support that, that? Like there's gonna be some guy out there, I'm assuming there's gonna be a guy, there's gonna be no women supporting that law. No, no one not at all. But I mean, come on, man. Like North Carolina is so progressive in some ways. Like I think compared to South Carolina and then you hear some shit like that and you're like, what? Yeah. It's a big state with a lot of different. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe the areas that we tend to frequent are more yeah, progressive to Asheville or Charlotte or Wilmington. Or, yeah. Then go to Gastonia or, or Laurenburg. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of rural. Yeah. 100%. Like that, that's where I, where I grew up, like, Bennisville is right on the line, right at Laurenburg, yeah. like, Rockingham and all that stuff. Man, I, it, I, I 100% say that there's maybe a single-digit percentage of the people who were probably behind the even the bathroom thing. Like, even the, uh, even the bathroom thing, you know. I, I, and I will say this. I do thank God for Asheville, North Carolina. Because North Carolina being there, or North Carolina being right above us, decriminalizing pot and all of these awesome things is going to hopefully bode well for us in the future. Oh, dude, we're going to be the last to allow anything. I don't know. I really, since we've done the the compassionate mules. Yeah, but see, you know what? (laughs) On November, it, 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 we, you don't. You never know. Like nobody thought that uh, Maryland was going to do that either. Like Maryland was a huge, like a, a huge question mark as far as what, how they were going to vote. 
But they, they voted to de- decriminalize too federally, I think. Well, they had something, and I think this has happened a couple times. They'll put a vote on like, you know, there's like a special question on the ballot. Like, like how would you feel? And and all it is is to get that into the discussion in the Senate. Yep. Or the or the state reps or, or whatever, and then. And they've done things like like filibuster type things. I think they did one one year, and like the head of like the state police or sheriff's association came in, and he like filibustered practically until like the meeting was almost over. Then the meeting was over, and we didn't get to the vote. Or like, there's been stuff like that that happens, and they'll never put it. It'll never be up to us like to go. I doubt. I mean, I'd be surprised if they actually have it on a ballot and let people vote. Yeah, on it. Cause, they cause, don't. They don't want us to decide because that's going to be green light all the way, one hundred percent. Just if nothing else, like all the money we waste, like prosecuting, yeah. and da 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 da, and putting people into the prison system. I think that's going to be our end. Yeah. Is is the money? Is the money that all these other like Colorado's making, or all the money that? We would be saving by because South Carolina is one of these rare spots that isn't. That, I mean, our, our our agriculture is great here. Like outside of it's not too hot and it stays. We have more warmer months. Right. We can grow things for longer. I believe that that's going to be our end. We we can switch from soy and tobacco, which. I mean, soy, okay, but tobacco literally is killing people mm-hmm. because of uh, them spraying the fields with pesticides. If we just re- replace that with hemp, there, which we already are going to do, there's a place in Conway, I think, now yeah. that that's uh, that's there's like what five places in the state yeah. now that are allowed to grow hemp, and one of them's in Conway. And once they see all the money that we're going to make just from the textiles in in that. I think we'll be fine. The only people who are going to lose money are, are, are the, you know, the police associations and the, and the jails and stuff. Like, when I was a young lad, me and my friend happened to be in the same place at the same time as an illicit substance. And uh, so we went to jail. And we did, uh, I was going to say PIT, but we did uh, PTI. PTI. Um, and, you know, basically all my graduation money from that summer like went to this shit. Damn. And I remember sitting in the waiting room, and then like six kids my age rolling from Virginia Beach. They'd all got busted drinking and smoking in a hotel or something. And I was like, man, I just dropped like 500 bucks, and there were six of them. And we were all in and out here in like an hour, and there's more people come in. And I was like, that was like, they just made like a couple thousand dollars in an That's hour. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Just to say, like, you're not in trouble anymore, but just to make sure, we're going to make sure you mow the grass at the courthouse all summer long. And. Get your hours in. So free labor. We're going to charge you for it. We're going to charge you for the class. It's you know, a racket. It's, that's 100% what it is. It's organized crime. Mm-hmm. It's organized crime. This is, they should, I've said this, I think uh, this has been my hammer down point in the last few episodes with this immigration thing. They should legalize every drug that would cut down on the cartel issues in Mexico. It's not stopping anybody that it's illegal. Right, true. It's not stopping anybody. And not only that. It's creating crime. It's creating crime. Mm -hmm. And people, like, places like, uh, I think, Sweden. I heard a podcast about that not too long ago. Yeah. It cuts the profit incentive out. 
Well, they're, they're also like, um, they, they approach their rehabilitation programs in a totally different way from the way that we do. And they're like 99% effective at Portugal did something like getting that. people yeah, back to right. like reality in their real life, but they don't, they just, it's a totally different, they almost have just mainstreamed it, you know, instead of segregating yeah. people with drug problems and, you know, creating this whole system of, you know, you're bad and you're wrong. It's they've mainstreamed it and people are now not addicted to drugs like they were. I mean, I, it's I, just I, a different way of looking at it. It's very interesting. I don't think that I understand it fully by any means. I but. still think it, in America, like it'll take generations for America. We have a, we have a different, um, a different stew or gumbo going on, you know, and I'm not just saying like, ethnic diversity or anything like that, but just, you know, economic stuff. It's a big country. People in South Carolina are different from people in Idaho and, and, you know, Philadelphia. I mean, it's just like, there's so many different variables. Whereas like, you know, let's say Lithuania, you know, you're like, Hey, we're all Lithuanians, you know, like it's, you know, a little bit more of a, a, a broad marker. Yeah, and I, I'd be I'd be fine with that going to state to state. You know, I, the, the well, problem I mean, is, is well, the problem about. is is that because it's and me, we were talking about this the other day on the way up to uh, one of our gigs, Smitty was saying that pot is legal in the state of Washington and is absolutely legal in Canada, but. If you go to Canada and get pot and bring it back, you go to jail prison for drug trafficking. Wow, really? Like, because even though it's legal, state laws are not, yeah, jiving. Yeah, because X amount of miles in either direction of the border is under federal jurisdiction. Wow. Jurisdiction. So, yeah, you go to jail for, like, or prison for drug trafficking, for pot. That's interesting. God gave us this. <laughs> but seriously, I don't know. I, I, I get that, that. That's. But going back to the, 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 the message that I've been hammering down the last few episodes is that people talk about all of these bad issues that we have with people coming into the country and things like that. And 90% of that is because of the drug cartels that are running their country. And it's literally a horrific place to grow up and a, and a horrific place to live. I would imagine like if we had like vigilante uh, law enforcement running around, this wouldn't be a very fun place, would it? And that's exactly what's going on there. And it's mostly because us like, because we can't get these, these drugs that people are wanting and getting we are coming in illegally. We are, yeah, we're hypothetically driving this industry. So just legalize everything, and and I know this is all maybe a medieval stance to take on this, but if the people are going to do this thing and and die, will that not maybe just weed out that that area of the population and not not like a and not not to sound any certain way about that, but I mean, would that be the worst thing? They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe I just, maybe we just lost listeners. <laughs> it's, it's just tough to, tough to speak in absolutes on yeah. thing, things like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's definitely gotta be, uh, some other solution to, than what we've been doing. Cause we're just, yeah, cause that ain't working. 
Nah. But, yeah, I don't know. We're one day. There's something that we weren't we talking the other day about how um, there's some speculation that, like, the the heroin industry is the way that it is because um, like, like, if they were to legalize marijuana, they're saying that some people are saying that that would drive the cartels to start pushing more of like the heroin and uh, dropping and that. the prices to try to right because they would lose that market that they had previously for a pot. So there's like some talk about that, I guess, in circles of why would we not well, legalize? But I don't know if that really is that apples to apples. Like I don't think it was really. I remember reading how they uh, the cartels had figured out how much uh, prescription drugs people in the United States were using, you know, 10 years ago. So they started, you know, like, you know, two for one, get two kilos of Coke and a kilo of heroin, rock bottom prices. And they just started like, you know, like, Hey, while you're at it, check this out. You know, like, yeah, it's like the beer apps. We got this new shot, you know, like (laughs) 100%. We got a new vodka on the market. We'll put (laughs) signs up for you and, uh, print up all your menus. If you just like push the hell out of this and be like, sure. Wow. I was mad money off of this. I was talking to Adam Justice the other day about uh, his wife Ashley's doing the beauty counter stuff, like all organic like yeah. soaps and things. And I was like, it's so crazy how similar these worlds are to the like, <laughs> drug world. Like the, everything's so similar. And it just like the beer. Got a July thing. special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey man, buy one, get one free. Like it's it's like we're not talking about charcoal bars. We're talking about like heroin bars. This is, I don't know, but that's 100% an issue. And I, I don't, I don't see how the people in charge don't see that obvious solution. Like it worked in, it was Portugal, Portugal. You know, you know what their crime rate is like yeah. it's so small that it doesn't matter. Wow. Their crime rate is like non-existent, but you see where. Our country's priorities are when we're building more prisons than schools. I mean, that statistic could be made up. I never looked that up, but I'm sure it's not far off. I mean, we're more concerned with how to incarcerate the people that break the law than how than how our future generations are learning. Hmm. It seems. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tricky. I used to argue with this one friend of mine pretty often and at length and. And he would always take the opposite stance. He's like, well, what do you want to do? You just want all those people that should be in prison just running around? You want to move in next to you? You know, like he would take the, I was like, is it Devil's chicken or advocate? Why don't you open up your doors and let the refugees come in your house? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. Were you there when we had the conversation? Because that was like, that was right that's, out. That's right how no, but I'm sure yeah. that it's the same, same thing. people yeah. that, yeah. So there's that. And I'm like, it's like the chicken or the egg. Like, you know, you can't fix things if you don't try. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is that. Well, it's not working. Like the way that we're, you know, it's, it's not working. So let's look at it, you know, turn it upside down. We could could go down a real deep rabbit hole (laughs) with, uh, with a lot of this stuff, like with, uh, breaking up the family and the, and the inner city and the suburban flight and. Richard yeah. Nixon and all this stuff. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of bunch of deep things that could be delved into that 
I don't think I really want to. But. <laughs> I hear that. And there's a, there's He's a, like, it's Sunday fun day. <laughs> yeah, right? we, we don't want to bring you down. But no, it, that, but there is an issue. And it's, you know, to to not to not address it, I feel like is uh, is not doing justice to the situation. And I don't think that there's enough people who are concerned with the consequences of things as they are. And I I don't think that there's enough people who have a concrete solution. And and, And there's no communication between the two at all. And that's where there, that's where the main issue is, is that there's too many, there's too many people who want to say, or, and I, my brother-in-law and my cousin and myself got into a, a, not, and not an argument at all. It was just, I posted this thing the other day that said black people, black lives matter, white people, all lives matter. And then immigrants and refugees. So we can stay then. And then a picture of a white guy, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it. you saw it. I saw it. Yeah, and and uh, and my cousin and uh, my brother-in-law were were both taking the stance like, oh, so so you mean like 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 for countries that are, are we're supposed to pretty much deal with other countries' mistakes and things like that? And I'm like, not necessarily. I mean, I feel like that it's a country's responsibility to deal with their own issues. I've, I'm not that that idea isn't foreign to me, but. The fact that people need help and that we we won't offer that doesn't sit well with me either. Like I don't like the fact that there are people that need help and that there are so many folks in the country who are not on board with offering that help. And not not only not on board with offering the help, but just so adamantly against anyone who feels like help should be offered. And I don't yeah, think that anybody has ever been so attacked for taking a humanitarian outlook on things. It, it's, it's very uh, contradictory, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you read the Bible or any, yeah, any of these. absolutely. Any of these things we could bring up. It uh, is. Good Samaritan, man. Uh, you know, what was the, the kind of like what you put Love up? I neighbor. saw one the other day. It was <laughs> like, so what was it say? So you think all the Mexicans are rapists and drug dealers. But you also think they're going to come take your job. What the hell kind of job do you have? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's Where good. You work, bro? That's good. It's true. Like, pick a side. Yeah. Like, pick a side. Like, yeah. And, and, and uh, my brother-in-law made a good point where uh, he was like, okay, so we want to give the people who come here illegally a free pass when the folks who are here legally that are trying to get citizenship, gain citizenship in this country – are having such a difficult time doing so. And my response was, yeah, well, honestly, you, I mean, that's a great point. The real villain in this story is the difficulty in gaining citizenship for the people. Bureaucracy I, I brought this up uh, recently, too. Like, uh, I had a friend from England named Colin, and, uh, and of course, you know, Peter, John's yep, wife. Yep. She's from South Africa. You know, yep. She's educated. She's cute. She's got good job. All this. Also, it took her like five years and like thousands of dollars to to get citizenship through That's the crazy. Cha- through the channels. You think exactly? You think Hector? One hundred percent got a chance of of absolutely. Yeah. I get one hundred percent what you're saying. Like even what what the country wants to uh, fill itself with with pretty girls, of course. 
and it's still very difficult to for that for some somebody with means and exactly you know, and, and none of the barriers to entry that you know once again we're not talking about filling our country with pretty girls ladies we love you <laughs> Um, Try to stay right in the middle, guys. <laughs> right down the middle. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if it's that hard for somebody who's you know got a lot of things working in their favor, and you got to take somebody like that's and, and, and the whole happen. separating the kids thing is just Crazy. that's unheard of. Like it's really, really, really bad. Like a huge blemish. I've had very intelligent, good, kind-hearted people take the stance that 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 was really like well what else are we gonna do like that that was just our only option was to to separate families like this and have children just like ripped from their homes and i was like i really i have to keep my mouth shut a lot of times because you know i can't get political with my clients that's just not gonna work yeah so i i really i really just have to keep my mouth closed but i was a little bit brokenhearted because it's like how do you, how do you, you're a, you're a mother, you know, you've got yeah. children. How would you feel like you're, you obviously, you know, they come here because they think they're going to offer a better life they to their children. Well, the, the what about and were like, well, then, how do you even know that that's their kid? And you're like, this is called, you know, human trafficking. I'm like, easy there, Alex Jones, like, you know, <laughs> right. Pump the brakes. Come on now. Like. Right? Like, this is 100% not what's happening here. Like, people... And and I'm of the... I'm of the thought that, yes, a lot of these people may be doing... Maybe bringing someone else's kid. But you know what? The parents may be already here. And what I'm saying that is that there's, there's a situation that people aren't thinking fully about. And that some of these people... Who are coming in here? Maybe, maybe the number of families that were actually separated is much more minuscule than the than the big network. And I don't watch news. I don't watch. I don't watch news. I listen to Joe Rogan. Overwhelming. I listen to. I listen to podcasts. I get my news from the internet and and podcasts. I don't watch any of that crap. But maybe. Even if these news corporations and these news channels are blowing this this number way out of proportion, if it's one, that's too much. If it's one family that is that is broken apart, just so we can say, "Oh, well, we better not go to America because they're going to tear our families apart." You it's know? now an industry, though. I saw that somebody like tabulated like the money, the staff, the buildings, building the buildings. Like, oh my god. Really? The ref, the like the sanctuary like, cities? Like yeah, these uh you know Well there you go. What what's our problem? We need jobs. What you know what our bigger problem is that we need jobs, we need people who aren't who are willing to work these jobs. Mm. That's why we're losing our jobs, Americans, because none of us want to work. None of us want to work anymore. I'm one of them. I don't want to work, but I've I've found a way to make that work. <laughs> I've found a way to make that work. But but seriously, like people want to complain about oh well they're they're taking our jobs and everything. You know what? Because of all this recent things that uh, recent things that have gone on, you know that that uh, and I'm not an avocado person. I know that you guys love the avocado. Yeah, yeah. But have you seen prices of avocados lately? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Like just because there's not farmers to work these jobs, because a lot of these people who were working these jobs have been deported now. Right. And 
There's no Americans. Agriculture, you would imagine, like all over, is going to suffer because who do you think works the farms? Agri, yeah. I mean, Billy, uh, my old roommate has the fruit stand down the way in Garden City. Oh, we're going to see him, Billy King, King's Produce. Yeah, you should go by there and talk. You guys would get on like a house fire. But um, but, no, I mean he's he's super cool cat um, on a lot of levels. But you know he, he knows the agricultural produce business from his family. And we were, you know, we were catching up and talking about stuff. We hadn't seen each other in a while. And he said, uh, he's like, dude, you know, man, he's like, he's like, one of my farmers out in Ainer, he lost 75% of his crew. He's like, you know what those ice, ice fuckers did? They went to the Hispanic <laughs> churches on 378 on no, Sunday morning didn't. and waited for people to come out and rounded them up. This guy lost like 12, 12 workers. Is that real? Billy wouldn't make that shit up. Yeah. So that's terrible in South Carolina, like in Conway, they went to a Hispanic church and caught people as they were coming out of church. As the story was passed on to me. Yes. That's pretty awful. And that was, you know, that literally breaks my heart. Oh, horrible. How, how could you even be like, even if you know, you got your job to do and you're, I've never been more disappointed in, and, and, I saw this thing today. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. I, I, I saw this thing a while ago about this. When, when y'all walked in, I was reading this thing about this old woman who apparently walked out. And this, this, this woman who was offering somebody a pamphlet, uh, some, some protest that she was doing about the country. And this woman said, uh, after this little young girl offered this woman a pamphlet, she said, uh, she said, darling, or, or honey, my husband or my father died in World War Two. My husband died in North Korea, and my son died in Vietnam. So that a bitch like you could stand out here and badmouth our country. And in reading that, hmm. I hear that there's a lot of people who are very who have this emotional connection to this country but by people who in their family died fighting for it but they died fighting for a good place for people to live and we're not doing the best job of that right now well that's like a nationalism versus like there's two two ways to read that statement and most people are going to read it the antagonistic way like so a bitch like you know like she's talking shit to the girl Yeah, yeah yeah but she always invalidates her whole point in the last line of the of the of the phrase, yeah, know? so that yeah. you can do this. So because I saw I saw that, and it's you know posted by somebody we know that's always yeah. like hard hard line one thing, and it's I read it twice. And they don't even realize that the mm-hmm. last line is yeah. like yeah, and is totally not worth commenting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, it's um, it's okay to love your country and still have questions. There's a thin line between nationalism and patriotism. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was I, I, I want. Yeah. I, 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 uh, nationalism is no good. Nationalism is no good. And, and that, like this, it's no different than, than you ever see anybody get in a fist fight about Cowboys, Redskins. <laughs> that's pretty stupid. Yeah. Right. This is no different. This is no different. Our flag is our, our, our flag is a different flag than your flag, and then we have all these imaginary lines that are enforced by ruthless people. Yeah. What a world! What yeah. a time to be alive! Yeah. I, I think I think uh, we all just 
come from whatever different recipe we grow up in, you know, and there's a lot of different things that shape us the way we are. And, and, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's definitely, I know I have a certain like set of beliefs that I've mostly developed over the course of growing up and you did and you did. Yeah. And, and I think we're all like good people, but there's a lot of people that have like shit, you know, shitty like role models or like bad circumstances that they develop terrible morals or, and that's so shameful. Or, I mean, it's and it, I mean, is it their fault? I don't know. Well, I mean, the and the opposite of that would be, you know, people grow up in a good, loving home and, and turn out shitty. Yeah, and turn out shitty. <laughs> it's like trading places. <laughs> it really is. And I, I remember I sort of I sort of halfway lost my uh, uh, lost my thought when I was when I was going on that that the old woman. Oh, sorry. About that. No, no, no. It's fine because I, I I had lost it, but. Uh, <laughs> The uh, I, I don't want to insult anybody by what I'm about to say who may have somebody who fought and died for this country as you know I my I have family who were served in the military as well they nobody in my family died fighting in any war I don't think but uh, but who knows but I am so ashamed in America and I'm so ashamed in the people in my friends list on Facebook and people who comment on things that I post, like maybe like take something that I post this funny, take it too seriously or just have no problem in the world with showing how ignorant or racist that someone might be. And uh, by the way, don't any, any of my family who may hear this and think I'm talking about you. I'm not <laughs> trust me. But but seriously, just I have I have a huge problem with how ignorant and racist people are comfortable with being in public. It's really comfortable, just so comfortable with with just showing the world that you are you are that. And I mean, I, I'm all about somebody being honest. Like I'm, I'm honesty. Uh, I would rather be honest than liked. I really would be. I would just rather be honest than liked. But. I mean, if that's your honesty, man, people assume a lot when you're a, when you're a, a, a white male that works in bars a lot and you get in these conversations and you're like, Whoa, you just, you just really went there. Like we don't use yeah. those words. Anymore, I just cousin. introduced myself five seconds ago. Yeah. Like, right. So many people are so comfortable with that. It, it, it's yeah, it's. Really. It, it is me out on, like, on, on a lot of 2018. A lot, a lot of. <laughs> Long-time friends and casual acquaintances. I'm like, damn, y'all. You know, I respect your right to have an opinion, but I also believe your opinion sucks. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And and I've I've got – I have a friend that I'm not going to mention because of Of obvious reasons. But he he uses the word that, that white people should never say. And he, he, he thinks that it's funny and in a place of comedy. And it's like, oh, it's funny. It's the best word. It's the funniest word. And I'm like, you know what, man? There was a time in my life in which I may have agreed with that. And I'm ashamed to say that, but it's true. And I'm, I mean, I'm from Bennettsville, South Carolina. I have a lot of very Southern, like, and, and there was a time in which I was like, oh, yeah, it's funny. It's just a word. You know, it's, it is what it is. But when I, I became woke, for lack of a better term, 
I, I realized, like, oh shit, man, we we can't do this. And I mean, that's that's been within the last like few years of my life, in which I'm like, every single time this person says this thing, I'm like, dude. Don't say that. We can't say that. We can be better than that. We are better than that. Don't show. Don't. Don't show the world that you are that person. But so don't be that person. You know, like. And it's not even like I'm trying to say. Don't show the world like it's okay to say it when nobody's looking. It's not. Don't be that person. Like don't. Don't do that. (laughs) It's just not. I don't know. It's not cool. I get upset about it. And. And it's mostly because. I'm ashamed that I was that person for so many years. And like, I'll see people doing that now. And I'm like, fuck people used to look at me. Like I look at you right now. And that is, sh- and I, that hurts my heart. Wish I'd never been one of the guys like the Isabel. Exactly. You know, like, and I've, I've been there and old times ain't forgotten. Yeah. You know, you know, kept my mouth shut just cause I didn't really want to get into that discussion or whatever. But yeah, it's, I don't do that very much anymore. I'd, I just not around those people, but like one thing about living in this area and I'm, I'm from here. This is, this is my home, but people get real comfortable and real used to the way things are here. Like my best friends lived in California for 20 years. He's from here. He comes back and visits family and stuff and, and no one's dropping N word and stuff like that. But just like watching a football game on Thanksgiving, like, you know, Oh, he's one of them big old Georgia boys, you know, like things might get a little like, not, over the top for what we're accustomed to, but he's like, man, if like I was in San Diego or LA right now and I happened to say something like that while we're watching the Chargers game, like they would, it would just be like the the record scratching at a party or something. Like it's yeah, with our better with better trained ears, probably from out west, you can hear the subtle racism in everything that people say and yeah, or, or and not necessarily racism, but just the subtle. Like disregard for other people's feelings or cultures or emotions, you know, or and it's and it's something of a generational thing. Like you know, his uncles and stuff like that. You know, older guys. You know, they. You know, you say like uh, the black side of town. You know, and that was every town in South Carolina had two sides to it. You know, and that's just how they grew up, what they were used to. But yeah. it's um, you know, it's time to. We're gonna move forward. Time we, to move yeah. forward a little bit. We're gonna move forward. I had to, I had an analogy that I said like we're we're at a fork in the road, and there's just people that are standing at the fork, bitching at each other about oh you shouldn't go that way, and these people are bitch oh well, you shouldn't go that way, and they're clogging up the people who know which way they want to go, and that's yeah. where we're at in 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 this in our weird spot of the generation where people are living longer now with a lot of medical advances, like a lot of these people who have these ideas and and were raised with these ideologies and things are living longer now than they used to. So that we're going to have to deal with these people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like they're clogging up the road, you know, without getting into too much, the political side of things, but it seems like for a long time, like even in, in like my childhood or, young adulthood or whatever, like things were a little more taboo then than they are now. People are really like comfortable with some extreme yeah, shitty things and like, yeah, like you're saying, expose, exposing themselves. Like it used to be like, you know, you would only say that behind closed doors mm-hmm. with, you know, your other, you know, shitty friends or something like that. Exactly. Now, now people are just like, you know, who cares? Caution them yeah. in, you know, like there's, you know, like Bill Cosby did a lot of shitty things, but like I know you saw the uh, the Chappelle special where he you know like he did like in you know 
there was like you know African American like uh, college enrollment was up. Yeah, so, you know there's he paid know, for the PA system that Martin Luther King spoke through in the I Have a Dream speech. Bill Cosby paid for that. You know, hip hop mm-hmm. when I was in high school was like about <laughs> lyricism and knowledge and like history and all this stuff, and then it just went. Yeah, Gucci and you know Louis. What's the one? Versace, Louis, Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, just like it's just all monetary thing. <laughs> We've lost our way. Like, I couldn't have helped you with that, man. I'm glad you yeah. were here. <laughs> we yeah. would have been lost. We would have been like, what? I mean, I, I'm just thinking back, like the late '80s, early '90s. It seemed like we were making progress, or at least on the surface, it looked like we were making yeah. progress. You know, like being educated was good. You know, yeah. And, and I hate to make it like a black and white thing, but I'm saying like. That's where we're at now. And now, in 2018, people are just like, they're all, they're, you know, just bowing up. Yeah. Like, you know. Everybody's, everybody's, uh, everybody's anxious. Everybody's on, on edge. See, that's the thing. I think everybody has anxiety and nobody is, and not a lot of people have realized it. And it's just. Way to bring it back. Well, there's still like, mental illnesses taboo and it's not talked about enough it's not acceptable it's not treated properly you know 100 percent. what are steps that we should take as a country to reverse that mm, i gotta solve all the world's problems today huh yeah we're, we're, we're around the we're, we do we're, have we're to coming just, to a close so we're gonna we have gotta, some good closing we gotta talk about it you know yeah. um i think what's been happening you know we're seeing all these um famous people and icons, you know, I think one thing that is, it has done is bring it to light. Like people aren't always who they seem, you know, and that we all have things going on that maybe we need to talk about a little more often. I don't know. This, all the the suicides has been, it's been kind of crazy lately. It's like, you know, what was it? Most recently, Anthony Bourdain, right? Yeah. I mean, that's heartbreaking. I mean, you, and you would look at him and think, you know, well, God, he's got everything, right? Like, and it's not about that. It's not about what you have or, you know, if you're happy in your relationship or whatever. It's it's not about that. It's it's something a lot deeper that needs to be brought out. Do you think it's something with the, the pace of our society and the, uh, it know, could maybe be. like some of like materialism, insecurity kind of, kind of things too, like. Or do you think it's like literally like a chemical roll of the dice? Yes. I think it's definitely more. I don't think it's like how you perceive your life or a situation in your life. I think it's a chemical imbalance that, you know, we have to understand that a lot of things will throw us out of balance. Our bodies are, I mean, we're not a machine and we, we tend to think that we are and, but everything affects us. We're constantly adapting to changes. Constantly. Constantly. And it is, it is 100% an emotional roll of the dice, except the dice are like magic dice that have 17 sides on each one, you know, Mm -hmm. and you never know where it's going to be. There's, there's an infinite amount of situation. I mean, ways that it could turn out. Well, yes, uh, I do agree with that. I was just saying like, uh, you know, Going back to simpler times is not going to happen. Like we're here doing. Oh yeah, the we're, we're, we're too far. It's just like just like the gun thing. Like people want to try to take guns now. It's too late to do that. Well, it's like you know, bullying kids getting bullied at school. Yeah, it ain't nothing new. But now they're getting bullied on like multiple like social media yeah, platforms. It's I mean, crazy. It's, I, I feel like the 
the the screws are just tightening and tightening and tightening. We have yeah. all the and then you know they didn't get into like I don't know enough to speak on like prescribing kids. I did watch a documentary about I guess it was Adderall or some one of those shits. Like, yeah, that shit's rough, man. Man, yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I had no idea for the kids with the ADD and ADHD. Yeah, it starts like it with you know middle school it kids. It starts them young. It starts them young, like really listen, young, yeah. And to then, get addicted to these things, and then they're in college, like, and just, then send them out into the world. You know, I mean, it's yeah, that's a lot. Of that's variables. a long discussion too. I mean, I think that there's a lot of untreated children, and that you know maybe they suffer, maybe they don't excel in school and in the classroom, and then. Therefore, in the rest of their life, the way that they could, if if they had been, yeah, properly diagnosed and medicated. But it, I, I tend to stay away from like you know I don't like medication either. I'm like you, but yeah, I, I have to agree that like there are some circumstances that require it. You yeah, know? some people may need that, and I and I feel bad. I was talking to another friend of mine who I won't name, but uh, who who uh, takes certain medication for like uh, anxiety and depression and things like that, and. Uh, he started taking it when he was like very young, like 14 or 15. And the side effects of coming off of this right. medication are so much worse yeah. than what it was trying to fix yeah. in the beginning. Like in the beginning, it was just like, oh, you, you have a little ADD, a little anxiety and a little depression. But now if you try to get off of this medication that's going to fix it, you're going to have suicidal tendencies and you're going to have wow. uh, these thoughts. Because you've or, completely altered your brain chemistry yes, for years. You, yes. You're never supposed to come off those things cold turkey. That's crazy. I, as far as I've been. Yeah. You're supposed to like reduce the dosage. Yeah. No, my off. friend my friend has tried to do that. And he says that even just reducing dosage, like he's he's like had to go. He, he's gone to his doctor and he. Like wants to stop doing these things, and like I was like, man, I don't think that it's probably it's the best idea to stop. But he's pretty much coming to terms now with the fact that he's going to have to do this for the rest of his life. Wow! You know I mean? Like I That's like, and terrible. I know just the only pill that I take is is a heartburn pill. I have to take a heartburn pill every day because I if I don't take it, I'll get heartburn because I've had to take them all my life, and I know I'll have to take it for the rest of my life. You probably don't produce enough acid. No, I'm serious. It's probably. I'll send you some research. (laughs) Okay, yeah, do that for sure. Like, if there's any way I could get off of that, but now I like, Mm. I've been, I've relied on them for so long that I I don't like it heartburn if I drink a glass of water now if I haven't taken a pill, and that's the only thing that I will that I will do, because obviously you ever try to sing it, play a gig with heartburn? It's awful. It's the worst. You ever get heartburn? Mm, every once in a while, I eat like a, like a pizza with like sausages on it or something like that. Yeah, you know that's about about it. Though. Oh man, doing a gig with heartburn is the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it wrecks your vocal cords. Yeah, it does. It's, like, it's awful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> talking about anxiety. Jeff's and- the paragon of health. Yeah, like I was the, the reason I asked. I was like, you don't ever get heartburn because he looked at me the same way when we were talking about anxiety a while ago. Like it was something that's He's, not it's not very not foreign not, to him. Yeah, yeah. sort of. So like, well, you don't get heartburn. That's cool. I, know. I, I like do all these things to take care of myself. Maybe all it's the because time. we grew and up I'm in always church. like a, a disaster. And Jeff is like, ah! and he's never sick. He's always healthy. Maybe it's because, maybe it's church. Maybe God did this. God to did us. this to us, bro. Come on, man. 
<laughs> Maybe we're trial, being punished. <laughs> Anywho, well, we got a couple of really good hours of content. Wow, any yeah. closing, any closing thoughts uh, oh, you'd like to leave with us. the world? Um, well, thank y'all for being here. We've really enjoyed watching your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, and I really appreciate episode forty two. Episode forty two, I think. And yeah. I got to start checking out more of the Sunset Grill stuff too, because I like all the all the far out. Oh, Sunset Grill is very far out, and we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start doing more Sunset Grill grill stuff. Where uh, we've we've somewhat been put under the umbrella of uh, Small Beans Production, which is basically Cracked. You remember Cracked dot com, mm-hmm. the the magazine as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, all the people who left Cracked after it closed down, like formed another group called Small Beans, and it's all out west. And I'm Michael Swaim, who was on an episode of Sunset Grill with us, is sort of running heading that thing up. So we're we're sort of under that umbrella now with Sunset Grill. So we're gonna we're not gonna release as regularly as this because it's more of a you know whenever we can we'll 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 do something. But it's not there's no no set gotcha. days. But gotcha. Yeah. Well, what you listening to? What you watching? Well, oh, yeah. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything uh, set to the side. Of Everybody what needs to watch, to watch but, The Handmaid's Tale. That season two yes. just wrapped up. That but shit was crazy. Jeff doesn't watch it, but if you're not up to date, watch it. <laughs> I watched a bunch of uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Yes, we love Johnson. that show. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, dude. You know that's about? a great yeah. show. Was, was, I, I watched one, and I was like, I really didn't think I was going to enjoy this so much. And I ended up well, watching like... Well, he's traveling to like really awesome places, and he knows what he's doing. He knows, he his, knows, he knows what he's tasting. Yeah, He's fun to watch. I mean, he's like... We're going to get one of everything on the menu. I love that. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, so I've, I've been doing intermittent fasting mm-hmm. for, a, I do that for a while. And like, I'll, I'll like, I, I, Terry Crews is the guy that I heard talk about at first. You know, the bodybuilder did muscles. Yeah. Like Terry Crews yeah. talked about it. He was like, I'll go through breakfast when everybody else eats breakfast. You know, I'm fasting through that time. Right. So, you know, you get to see everybody else eat and you don't get to. And then you, you just... I don't know. I'll give myself like because my hours are all wonky. I'll yeah. like be able to eat from like five and five p.m. Mm-hmm. to like one a.m. because I'm I'm usually going to bed around four or five because of that. I'm a vampire. I always have been. Wow. So yeah, but like that's that's those my hours. So I like I'll allow myself to eat from like like five to to one or two whatever. But I just try to keep so like a good three or fast. four hours. Either way of waking up and going to sleep. So you fast like 12 hours. Ish. Okay. Give or take. I mean, and that, 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 those those hours That's will good. fluctuate, con, con, you know, considering what time I wake up or, or whatever have you. But anywho, yeah. Optimal digestion. Indeed. Should help your um, heartburn. Indeed. Well, I, I hope maybe if I could just, if I could just get, and I haven't done the fast food thing still, but I'll, I'll allow myself to eat anything I want here. Like if I drive by McDonald's and I'm like... Holy shit. Uh, okay, I'm just going to pull into Kroger and get some hamburger meat. I'll make myself a burger if I want a burger. As long as I make it myself, I'm fine. That's awesome. bacon jam on it. Yes. Bacon jam. I'm so excited about this. Bacon jam is the shit. Always bringing gifts. All right, guys. Well, uh, so, so far we got Handmaid's Tale. Fuck, that's delicious. (laughs) I've watched... 
uh, I've been watching a lot of like stuff that I've seen a hundred times over and over. Like I've been watching comedians in cars getting coffee a lot. I've referenced that a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. We watched a couple of those. Yeah, so yeah, I love getting good. in their heads. I love that. And uh, oh, okay. What um, was that? There's a. It's Sam Rogers is the guy's name, and it's a it's a long form interview show on Netflix and back in black. It's in black and white, and. Uh, God, I can't remember what, what what the name of the show is. It's really good though. But he, you know, he interviewed uh, Will that Forte really interesting. and Jason Sudeikis and Stacy Peralta. What was his name? Sam Rogers. Sam Rogers. Um, but yeah, like Jason Sudeikis used to be like a point guard in Kansas. Played like a little bit of like small college ball. Oh shit! Like he can ball. And uh, but yeah, he had really good interviews. Um, and I think it was a podcast, and then they just started filming them. But, uh, I mean, it, yeah. We can't oh. find it. If they, I'm sure if they put Sam Rogers in Netflix, they'll find it, right? It's not off the record. Um, But I, I will say, let me see if I can pull my my history up here. I don't think we need to. I feel comfortable with it, with our video feed there. I think we're fine with that. I can close that tab. I had uh, Maggie Rogers. On and off. My friend Julie told me about Maggie Rogers, and she's awesome. Great voice. Also, Lake Street Dive. You I love Street them. Dive? I was going to mention them if you asked me who I wanted to be listening to these days. Yeah, I she love them. them a lot. That's- I'd love to see them live. I, I kind of need to make that happen, I think. That'd be fun. I, uh, I gave that on one of the talks that I did recently about... Uh, people to listen to which one was it it was one of their live albums or something like that because i love the and who did you say maggie rogers maggie rogers what? yes i don't know i don't know i'm not sure her, so i'm not sure the up. album but uh the song on and off was the one that i was given and it's really good we've been really liking this uh yes darling duo out of the uh, new england area called yes darling and uh, the guy's named Ryan Montblou. I think he was like on like sort of like the small like songwriter hippie fringe circuit for a while. And her name's Haley Ann and, and, and something like that. But anyway, they do this sort of like what we do, but they're way like more in character, like with like the the rockabilly like hair. And they, uh. they do these like we do one of the songs, and it's like. Everything's dirty, double entendres, and it's like mm-hmm. passive aggressive. And uh, I love that. It's, it's so clever. It's so good. I think Word they tricks. were playing it. Um, of all places, it was like on. Was it on Outlaw or something? Or yeah, they play. They on, released their album on Valentine's Day. On, Val- on I know Outlaw it was Valentine's Country. Day, and, and but we, we were like, it. "What? This is so not." Whatever station we were on, we were like, this is odd that that we're listening to this right now, but we couldn't stop listening. Yeah. So we just kept driving around (laughs) so we could keep listening to it. And like, it's a, yeah, I can't really think of like, it's not like, you know, hey baby, it's cold outside. It's not like quite like that, but it's, you know, it's that kind of back and forth. It's uh, like trade like, verses and it's really fun. Everything just like makes you call and response. Yeah. 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 Church stuff. That's him stuff. Call and respond. Fun. I, I, the, my, my church was it was. There's a lot of like theater background there, and yeah, in, it's in like vaudeville or ten yeah. man alley. Like there's a bunch of like vaudevillian. Yeah, like uh, you know suspenders and mm-hmm. 
mustaches and all that, but there's, you know, old-timey jokes and all that. That's good. Yeah. They're committed. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, they're um, relatively new. Uh, Gotta check them out. So, yes, darling. Yes, yeah. darling. Uh, and I, I love their Instagram. Like, their pictures on Instagram are crazy funny. Instagram is is uh, is becoming my favorite platform of social media. Well, there's no, none of the the political commentary yeah. that you know that you don't want when you get on yeah. your Facebook. You're like, I just want to look at pictures of puppies. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Instagram. <laughs> exactly. Instagram is so much cleaner as far as the <laughs> yeah. You don't have to you know, shuffle through a bunch of. Uh, bullshit that you don't want to see. So, yes, darling, Maggie Rogers, and let's give them one more. We're going to go with Lake Street Dive again. Uh, yeah, that would Let's just be adamant be about Lake Street Dive. Listen, listen to Lake Street Dive. Tell them I'm a good kisser. <laughs> yeah, tell them the truth. If you're going to tell them all these things, yeah, tell them the that. real shit. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for time. listening. Thank you guys oh, out there in the world for listening. Go to um, yoga at New South Brewery on Sundays at 11. Yes. If is you're Baby into... Lynn doing that? Robin? Um, Lynn was the teacher this morning. I loved it. Oh, Baby Lynn. She used to live next door to me. I've known her since she was very young. She was, um, I, I really liked her style. I don't know where she teaches on the reg, but, um. She does things on, she does, uh, 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 like on the beach too. She oh, does a couple awesome. of beach classes. That's awesome. Yeah. Baby Lynn shouting you out. I have to tag you. Tag her in that. <laughs> but anyway, all right, well, we're going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there in your week and in your lives. Don't be an asshole. Be a good American. Try to be the kind of American, not to make it all about me, but. Try to be the good, the kind of American that I would be proud of, because if you can make me proud, you're damn near gonna make everybody else in the world proud. I'm sure of that. So do that. Don't be a dick. Don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Yes. Don't be a dick. We should get Kate to cross stitch that. Seriously. <laughs> it's been the theme lately. Just Indeed. don't be a dick. It's easy. Don't be a dick. All right. Peace, bitches. <laughs>